Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Beer's about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. And that's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm jet propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted the commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, it's bullshit. The, <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. Yeah. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Well, Expert drinkers, this is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Session. I'm your host, Justin Crosley, joined by JP. JP's here today. Hi. Bevo's here today, somewhere... And Teresa Pasuti is in the studio with us today. Good evening. Yeah, all the way down from Crooked Lane in Auburn, California. Now, yes. RV drivers out there, <laughs> if you Google Crooked Lane uh-huh. Brewing Company, yes. don't go to Crooked Lane, the lane. Oh, because you can't is turn it, around your RV without ramming it into a tree. Is it so? It's as advertised. It's as advertised. Hell yeah, I love that. And when I met Pastuti for the first time, yeah. I came into. I finally found the brewery sure. after I rammed a tree. Yeah, well, it's a very and, small building. And I told her my story, and she was like. You know, we thought about that at first when we opened, but never thought anyone would actually be dumb enough to go down that lane thinking there was a brewery there. Yeah. And I was like, hi, Teresa. I'm Justin. It's nice to meet you. I'm the dumb one. No way. I was. I, I feel like it must have happened some number of times, and I just never really met somebody who would who, admit it. Who had, well, who had done it in an RV and lived to tell the tale. Yeah. So. I yeah. luckily only bent up my bike rack. So, not that it would have actually, my bike rack is probably worth more than the RV. So, I probably, it would have been better if I bent up the RV. Yeah. Really. So, when, so, when the garbage guys come, they have to like, 
drive in forward and then they back all the way wow. back out. So Ooh, I woof. thought about doing that, but it's on like a busy ass highway or like right off a busy. Yeah, it's right there, man. Uh, Can't miss it. Yeah. Crooked lane. And da, 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 da. So there is a real crooked lane, just so everybody knows. But then there's Crooked Lane Brewery where you can go find Teresa and her beer. Yeah, I'm, I'm more often at the brewery anyway, so. No. Just not on the just lane. Not, not on the, the yeah, lane. She doesn't <laughs> hang out in the lane very often. Yeah. Uh, Teresa, can you come in? We have a tank problem. I, I got my shift at the lane. I can't. I got to just <laughs> stand here and direct people the other way. Yeah. <laughs> been looking at the calendar for the last hour trying to figure out how to not do shows ever <laughs> not ever just a lot you sure same <laughs> i kind of got should we just reveal to jp on the air though you, you're gonna be i'm gonna make you like the happiest person oh. on earth right now okay i'm taking the brewing network show this show yes on the road okay from april uh-huh to like october oh damn you don't have to do anything. Oh. <laughs> I kind of want to do something. I mean, you can join me at any time you want. Okay. Um, but you don't have to be here don't doing have to be shows. Here. The Hell shows yeah. will take place from different parts all over North America, basically. Okay. All right. From April to at least October. Nice. You're finally living the dream. Um, We've talked about this for years. For years. Right? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. good. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I have is, nothing else going for me, basically. So, <laughs> how is your is your RV? Do you have enough duct tape? I think to so. Fix the RV and make sure it holds together. I have a plan. Okay. <laughs> One that shall not be revealed yet, but I have a plan. Okay. Because um, I stayed in that RV in recently. Chico. Yeah. And uh, you know you didn't need to look out the window to see outside. I'm I was going to say, was it was it drafty up there on the bed with it the was, new hole in the it side? It was a little cold, yeah, and uh, you know. But uh, hey, man, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm gone. I'm just gone, All basically. Right. Do I still get paid? Or uh, yeah, talk about that. No, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm about to make you the happiest right. person Hell on yeah. earth. All right. I can't fire you just because I have it's nothing true. better to do than drive around the country. That's I don't, true. My my uh, my my moral compass won't allow me to do that. You <laughs> well, have a family. If you didn't true. have like a baby, yeah, I probably would be like, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> but gone. you have like a family. Yeah. Well, we can talk um, about it because I'm always willing to work. I'll need for help my dollars. With yeah, and I would love to do that. Uh, honestly, also our blood pact. You would be nullified if you fired me. Like you would, right. you would die. I would die. Yeah. So, hundred percent. Yeah. It never even crossed my mind. No. It, I was like, I'm leaving, and JP's going to sit right. home and get paid. Yeah. Well, the Necronomicon <laughs> will really keep you in balance. Uh, no, that's yeah. cool, man. I look forward to hearing all about it, and uh, yeah, I'll help you out wherever I can. It's in its uh, in infancy, infin- mm-hmm. infancy, infancy, infancy. I think it's, it's better. It's not very uh, intimacy. It's in its intimacy. Yeah. I have a lot of planning to do. Is what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. so that people will know. Uh, where I'm going and like when I'm going to be there. Yeah. We'll do listener meetups. We got a book breweries. I'm just going to go interview like at the breweries yeah. um, for like a year. That's exciting stuff. In man. fact, if I can get out of our stupid Oktoberfest festival that we do here in Concord, yeah. I probably won't even come back in October. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right. Well, know. honestly, I'm all for figuring yeah. out how to get out of that. <laughs> like I said, we got to figure out how to replace that income. If we can replace that income, mm-hmm. I'll be in like the Florida Keys all winter or something. Yeah. There's some Damn. breweries I can interview there, right? Sure. Well, uh, Crossroads, in, at least in Florida. There we go. So you could be that. a good bridge. But uh, 
uh, yeah, you know what? And if and if you need a, 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 to fill a Monday show, we're happy to come in and do it. I'm sure all of that's us, probably going to all of us when I say that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll happen from time to time. Yeah. We'll have to plan some things. Uh, you know, like right on, if, if I get stuck on a mountain or something, St- stuck air quotes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I get stuck, you know, with a belly full of mushrooms up on a mountain somewhere, you know, talking to a goat's butt. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go on if I if I end up like. Doing that ayahuasca trip I always wanted to do. You really want to do it? I've seen no. I've seen documentaries on that stuff, and that I'm for I'm all for like whatever, whatever. But that shit is basically like turning your guts inside out. It is, it, but but if your guts are your brain, yes. Well, no, you you go through vomiting. Oh yeah, for I do that with mushrooms too, though. Oh really? Yeah, uh, but I've talked. To, so I've seen the documentary too, but I've talked yeah. to some friends. A friend of mine was, was actually telling me today. That uh, he had just this amazing experience, and I was like, "No, no, no I'm terrified. I, I'd go crazy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "No, no, they they like they take care of you in in a really like special way, so that you can really get inside your brain." And I was like, "No, that's what I fucking mean. That's what I want to escape from. <laughs> that's what I would go crazy about. Yeah. I don't I don't want to know what's in there. No. I already know enough of what's in there to know it'll fuck me up. That's what I think therapy is good for. It's for people like you and me. Yeah, because we all a lot of the light leaks through." And right. therapy helps us tamp all that down sure. and to avoid it all. <laughs> Hide and, our feelings in yes, there, yes. And it gives us the tools to dodge what we actually, like it's it's in, uh, you know, like uh, Star Wars where Luke is going into the thing to see it cuts off Darth Vader's head and it's really him. Yeah. That whole kind of brainiac shit, we don't right. want that. No. We, don't, we don't want to go on that vision quest. Everyone's like, oh, it's so healing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. There, that will not be healing. That <laughs> will be like a, <laughs> you ever seen the nuclear bomb uh, <laughs> right. videos yeah. going yeah. You'd have to go through one, and then a second one to heal you from the things that you learned yeah. the first time. I think you yeah. would just no, not good. You'd, you'd open up. It'd, it'd be like you'd open up the nut, and then you'd open up that, and then you'd open up another one, and you'd see the very inside and be like, oh, "Okay, uh, oh, it's good." I don't know. Oh, no. it's, it's goo. It, it is what it is. I am good with the universe. So that's what people say is that they like you 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 learn to like accept yourself. Yeah. But I don't think these don't people think have so. a clue of how bad it can get. They don't have the, a Russian <laughs> nesting doll of self-loathing and despair yeah. like we do. Exactly. I feel and and that's one of the main reasons I've never done like acid or I've done mushrooms a couple times and it was fine but yeah. Uh, when I did drugs like that, it was very selectively choosing not to do a lot because I didn't. The trees are breathing and the colors are vibrant, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's that all is good. Fine. I'm not trying to see little dust people talk to me in the car. I'm, I, I don't need that. I don't yeah. need that world. Um, that that's too, uh, same thing. Yeah, I think I spit on you. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I apologize if uh, I will not go on a trip like that. <laughs> yeah. This is I don't need that. The last time I uh, ate mushrooms, and this was years ago. Yeah, uh, I went so far into another planet mm. that was my, also my head. Yeah, that uh, I thought I was never coming back. <laughs> And I wrote that shit off forever. Yeah, that stuff that stayed with uh, me for days. I was haunted and uh, hungry. I wonder yeah. if it would be how f- not to just get too into it, but is it bef- how far before or after was the therapy? Do you see right. where I'm going? With I that? had never gone to therapy. I wonder this if was, now, this was my younger self. Yeah, I wonder if now no. you could handle a little bit more. Mm-mm. 
I think because it'd be I worse think you're, you're now. I think little... I'm more fucked up now than I was back then, so it's, it would be worse. Oh. But yeah. outwardly, you know how people get like better and yeah. like more mature as they get older? Uh, I envy those people. Okay. Yeah. Well, outwardly, you're, you're much better. Great. So maybe because <laughs> inside there's a fucking war going on. <laughs> oh, God bless. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, don't do it. I won't. You know what you should do? Yeah. You should go with other people to do it, but then not do it and just film them, video them. That's a good idea. And then we'll do a documentary on it. On that. Because there needs to be another one. A Justin in the Wild with people on ayahuasca. Yeah. Part one. My friends are vomiting. I'm going to drink my own urine for four days. <laughs> yeah. Well, so coming to a city near you, the Brewing Network, in 2020. Yeah, me, just me. <laughs> that's right. This healthy person. Yeah. You get to hang out and drink beer with me. Well, that'll be cool, man. I look forward to see how it unfolds. Yeah. And we'll, hopefully we can join you. I'll need help, and yeah. we'll help in planning and everything else, and then we'll start to, like, publicize what we're doing. Nice. I so, love it. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the good folks over at More Beer. Go to morebeer.com and check them out. Uh, they're great, great folks over there. I was just talking to Chris Graham last week as a matter of fact. Oh. Um, and go to morebeer.com, check them out, thank them for being a sponsor for all of these years. On today's program, Flatland Brewing Company from Elk Grove, California. Uh, almost neighbors to uh, Teresa's place. Elk Grove is close-ish, right? Yeah, I mean, within within uh, an hour of okay. driving. There there, we're, we're at like the opposite ends of I Sacramento. See. Okay. Uh, so they're going to be on the program today, and uh, they're listeners, which is cool. They said, in fact, the brewer said um, he learned to brew listening to us. So I sure hope the beer is good. Otherwise, what does that say <laughs> about us? Right? Well, don't uh, take it too personally. Right? We'll find out. Too late. It hasn't even happened, and I'm offended already. <laughs> Well, other than the announcement I just made, I don't really have announcements for you today. Um, but you can do your Amazon shopping to support us by clicking the Amazon link on the homepage. Um, you can subscribe and join the BN Army, which uh, enters you for a chance to win uh, 100 bucks in the More Beer monthly donation giveaway. Uh, you can spend that 100 bucks over at More Beer. Uh, the more you donate, the more entries you get. We do that each and every month. So make sure your uh, email is address and uh, sorry is address <laughs> is current in in PayPal. Uh, otherwise, we won't be able to notify you when you won. Correct. That means you win. Yeah. Um, so do that. Listen to all of our other shows. They're good. Mostly, mostly, mostly. mostly. Uh, Hop and Brew School Heads and Tails. Uh, There's a brand new Heads and Tails just released last week. As a matter of fact, I saw that. our first Warren uh, remote. Oh, he did it remotely. Oh, yeah. How did he have interwebs to do that? He was, he's in his RV, isn't he? He was at uh, Dave Malalov's uh, oh, house. I see. Yeah, he was sitting in after his they got living done, room. After they got done foraging for mushrooms and <laughs> yeah, shit? Something like that. I don't know, man. For a guy who was desperate to get up to Washington to start a business, he sure took his sweet-ass time getting up there. I think he just made it to Washington. He did, and he texted me the other day. He got upset with me because I kind of called him out on it. I was yeah. like... He just he told me where he was. He was in Portland. Yeah. This was a couple of days ago. This, on and I, Halloween. I just wrote back Portland, yeah. longest drive ever. And he's like, Hey, I I had hey. things to look at first. <laughs> like what? Fucking Dave Marlevu and his right. and his wild mushroom farm? Yeah. Anyway. I had to hang out and bend with my friends for like six days. <laughs> he did. 
dead. Like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, Meanwhile, I his wife is home. That's low, honestly. Like, so agreed. But his <laughs> wife like has a job so that he can do these. Like, what the? <laughs> He's got I'm, I'm just jealous, clearly. Well, yeah. Well, look, everybody is. Yeah. Because I would love to do that. She's like home working, working, working. Yeah. And he's yeah. just. Yeah. Maybe oh. I'll stop at Tillamook today. <laughs> How about, you know, a, how about another trip to Sassy's? Maybe we should go indoor skydiving. <laughs> yeah. these, are, these are real things, by the way. Yeah. You know what I love doing when I'm looking for a business trip <laughs> is going indoor skydiving. Yeah, and spending all my money at Sassy's. Yeah, in a different state. Uh. So we need to fast forward two to three years, and Candy is going to be like getting palm fronds. Divorce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or divorce, yeah. There's right. the realist over there. I'm the yeah. optimist. Right. Yeah. She's the realist. Yeah, you're a beardy fan. Bev's just projecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah. Well, good, good luck, Warren. Warren. <laughs> yeah, that guy's weird, man. But anyway, it was a good Heads and Tails, and uh, you should listen to it now. All right. You can check it out now uh, on iTunes or your favorite podcast thing. Although Stitcher seems to not be working for it. i got to figure that out. Yeah. Right, up right to the people who do those things. Um, all right. What else? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know the drill. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send show ideas there, too, including locations I should stop and do shows. There you go. Uh, yeah. In 2020. Absolutely. And give me, like, interesting ones, too, because imagine, like, it's hard to just do. I'm going to be doing these interviews one-on-one. Like, the format of the show is going to change a little bit, right? Sure. Unless, except for when people join me for different parts. Yeah. So, my point is. I don't want to just do the same interview over and over again. Like, well, what temperature do you? I mean, uh, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. like I, I'm not saying those questions aren't valid, but like week after week, it can't be me one on one with a brewer who doesn't have like a like a, a thing, yeah, a, a stick, uh, yeah. a something, a story, right? Yeah. So send me interesting ideas. You know, so like people that are, I don't know. Brewing on Mount Rushmore. I don't fucking know. Yeah, like if you know maybe a, a, a brewery, a guy who who spent a, a full almost month before opening his brewery indoor skydiving, that would be <laughs> that a good would, story. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a brewer whose wife works 80 <laughs> hours a week so that he can brew a half a barrel of beer. And right. sell it out of his garage. That's right. That's the story that's we're really into. Really, not that unusual. <laughs> and, not right, yeah. and really, yeah. that's the lifestyle that we're actively promoting. That's a good lifestyle to lead, except yeah. when it's worn. That's right. We don't uh, don't don't condone it for him. No. Um, so send uh, send good ideas. I know, you know a brewery that's built over a cave. See, now that's interesting. Yeah, that's it's cool. It's built over a cave. It's it's called Robber's Cave. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. called Blue Blood, and it's in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. I. I was there, and I went down into the caves, and, like, I could have gotten lost for days. Wow. Like, it's an enormous cave. I, that's where I should do ayahuasca, I there, think. Oh, my <laughs> yes. God. That's, a, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Uh, be, like, in Prometheus. Five years go by. We'll just, we'll just attach, like, a little kite string to your belt. And that's you probably just, a good idea. You just yeah. go to your thing. I'll emerge five years later looking like the Geico caveman. <laughs> Uh, God damn! Yeah, remember that bobblehead that we had? Yeah. Some easy yeah. cheese down there and uh, some crackers. That was that was yeah, good. Right. Well, we do have a listener in Montana who has a malt 
is a malt uh, grow like stuff and, like that. I think that would be great. Yeah. And I love Montana. Yeah, and I would like to go. That would be one place I'd like to go. So maybe y'all I'll, should join I'll me in Montana because piano. Montana is where it's at. Okay, it's my, I think it's third state. It's my second favorite state in Montana? the union. Yeah, really. Yeah, same big sky. Huh? It's it's Montana. It's just. It has everything. Yeah. Republicans. No. Oh. Uh, rodeos. Oh. Uh, <laughs> everything you're passionate <laughs> about. Right are, they re- are they Republican rodeos? Oh, my God. I witnessed. <laughs> Redundant. I witnessed the longest national anthem address. It was more of an address than just sure. a national anthem yeah. than I've ever experienced in my life at this rodeo. They start out like. You like there's like reading the preamble to the Constitution. <laughs> basically, it was like someone humming in the background. You know how when oh you God. start to give a good political speech, someone's like, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like, and they're like, we just want to thank our forefathers and the and we want to thank how many enemies we've killed. Uh, and this goes on and on and on before they ever get to the national anthem. And wow. and the longer it goes on, yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting next to my French hurt. friend. And yep. the longer it goes on, I finally look at him and I go, you listen to me. When they start that national anthem, I don't care what fucking country you're from, you better stand up yes. and put your hand over your heart because I'm not getting shot right. because of your little French ass. <laughs> well, we are uh, passionate uh, no. pacifists. You've never seen a Frenchie so uh, <laughs> st- stand at attention. Oh, for sure. You're in you're in weird country right there, dude. Yeah, you don't mess around. No. It's not a place to have your own opinion. You have a no. Montana opinion. You, right. They give it to you when you enter the, the state. <laughs> right. Here's the handbook. <laughs> oh, where are you from, California? You better take two. Yeah, you take, take two, two handbooks. And, and, and here's a, a link study. to the podcast. <laughs> right. Say you were from California. Now you remember that you're from Connecticut. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Good mm-hmm. call. Yeah. That they like. Yeah, they like me better if I'm from Connecticut. Yeah. Actually. Hold on. Maybe Connecticut isn't the right choice. <laughs> They're a little too liberal in okay, Connecticut. Okay, uh, Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's that. There you go. That'll be fine. Yeah, those are my peeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Remember to Feedback. pack your bug spray. How about a Twitter game? Twitter game. Do we, we have that? that? Sure. We also have feedback, though. Don't forget, because you yeah. you're starting to do feedback. Okay, sorry. Never mind. I Was got that confused. No, no, no. My fault. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Well, our Twitter game is brought to us today. Brought to us. Oh, my words today. Brought to us by the 21st Amendment and their newest seasonal release, everybody's favorite tasty IPA. Yeah. Uh, near and dear, of course, to the BN Army's heart because it's a collaboration brew with uh, Tasty McDole. Uh, it's a 6.8% uh, and 58 IBU with a, a nice straw color. Uh, it's a tasty IPA and drinks easily, but not necessarily easy drinking. It's got a hop forward uh, uh, hop bill. Um, in fact, the hop bill is ridiculous. I have to take a breath to do it. Uh, Calypso, Simcoe, Azaka, Amarillo, Citra, Simcoe, Lupulin Pellet, Centennial Cascade, Equinot, Cascade, Lupulin Powder, Mosaic, and then Azaka again, just for fun. Why not? Uh, it's, it's a real hop salad. Tasty IPA was done as a one-time only beer, but it was so popular that it's now part of 2NA's main lineup. So go check it out. And it comes in those uh, 19.2-ounce cans, oh, the, well, the which I'm still pipe, very confused yeah. about. So he's got to bring those in yeah. and show me what that is. Uh, all right, what's our Twitter game? Well, Justin, I was thinking a lot about you today, honestly. About you? <clears throat> about you. Okay. About you, ch- chew. chew you about me. you. Yeah. Me, oh thinking dear. about I'm thinking about you. Okay, right? all right. Um, 
And, you know, your your Italian heritage. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Okay. Yeah. So I thought... You know that my great-great-grandfather yes. was actually whacked in a barber's chair? No. True story. That's kind of cool. Whacked in a barber chair. How old school is that? What, great... How many great... He was my grandmother's father. So my great... Great-great-grandfather. My great-great-grandfather. Yeah. Oh, wow. So and what is that? No, mid- that would make him your... My grandmother's dad would be your great grandfather. Yeah, great. Okay, great grandfather. So okay. even closer. So what is that? Late eighteen hundreds, early early nineteen. Nineteen hundred. Yeah. You want to know why he got whacked? Of course I do. He stole too many muskrats and he was uh, a gangster. <laughs> because he was sleeping with a mob guy's wife oh. and the daughter. Right? That's a standing ovation right there. I mean, he went down swinging, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but he he went up swinging, too. (laughs) And, you know, he went to get the, you know, back then the barber, they do the shave. Mm. And that's that's when they get you. That's Uh, what I was going to ask. Was it the... He was getting... No, no. It was a shotgun to the the chest. But it's kind of one of those things, like, you're getting the shave, and then everyone sort of clears out. They're like, we'll be right back, Mr. Sabrelli, I forget what his last name. I don't know what my old net last name was. Um, and then, boom, it's over. Damn. Yeah. Wow. How, how do you like that? It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that's the life. My dad told me. My dad told me a story lore. about him getting whacked at first, and I was like, and I'm super impressed, right? Sure. Because uh, I love mob movies and everything. Yeah. Uh, but then it, it took me a little while. I was younger when he told me. So later on, I was like, hey, wait though, but why did he get whacked? Doubly impressed, <laughs> right? And the daughter. Do you think that the the, the wife and the daughter knew? Uh, yeah. Do you think it was at the same time? I don't know. I could. They didn't know either. They didn't oh, like God, to talk about know. it as much as I did. Yeah. Well, clearly. But I, is anybody surprised if you know me? <laughs> I subscribe to uh, ancestry. Like I have a whole tree like thing. I want to start a Justin Crossley family tree. No. I want to know all about your ancestors. That's a bad idea. Fascinating. Yeah, all the cockroaches. <laughs> the problem with that is, I'm sure that like at a certain point back, it's fascinating. I don't want to know. I don't want to find like my brother that I never knew about. Like the fifties on, oh, where, where things get a little yeah, think about that. liberal. Yeah. Yeah. I would never do one of those like twenty three and me no, bullshit unless I could pick a starting date yeah. and just go backwards. Because I'm sure that my people were cool at one point in time, mm-hmm. but I feel like in recent history, in, 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 to pr- to produce me, there was a lot of bad things. You know, so that's just the government trying to clone you anyway. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't be done. Anyhow, I'm sorry to hijack your Twitter no, game, no. but it's fine. I, well, in celebration of your heritage, thank Justin, you. Yeah, uh, I, I think the Brewing Network needs to start a business that we can wash the money that we gain from various crimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely legitimate businesses. Uh, obviously, yeah. So, like the sanitation business, would we get into sanitation or olive oil importing? Yeah. How do we wash our criminal, I mean, legitimate business money? I like this. Thank you. I hope the IRS isn't listening and like, you know, sometimes <laughs> our listeners take your your game seriously and yeah, they're like, why dude. would you say a thing? What if the fucking IRS reads that and thinks we're actually laundering money? If I get, if you get audited, audited <laughs> come April, JP, I don't know what, what I'll do. But well, you won't don't. even be in the state, so you're fine. You'll be <laughs> yeah. safe. I think that's the we'll rule, right? I'll be yeah. moving back to Italy. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think it's the law. If you get audited and you're not in that state, you don't. Nothing happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's our Twitter game. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com. And uh, John over there, John Semenkowitz, will take good care of you. Um, uh, he takes care of my trademark, and, and he can do your TTB filings. And just call him. Just trust me. Call. He's, he's even an author now of a book that JP wrote the forward. The forward. Yeah. Well, apparently it wasn't very good. I don't even remember reading it. Did I ever read it? Yeah, well, I don't know, I like but I skimmed it. When you the the uh, the um the introduction, I guess that that we, when we announced it on the show, it was that you made fun of me. Oh, right. of uh using myriad. In you used cr- the word myriad incorrectly. Oh. No, it was not incorrect. It was an alternate definition. True. We, that's that's what we had. We yes. had to argue about whether, yeah. but there was one way or another way. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and there's not a myriad. No, it's both. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was a kid, it was one way. Sure. People like you made it well, two ways. Look, boomer, things change. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, there's only a little bit of feedback, but. Boy, is this guy long-winded. Yeah, and so, like I said, man, I, I thought about trimming it down, but I feel like there's so many points that we could just make fun of him on that yeah. it was going to be fun to leave in. This one's kind of serious. Yeah. Like, all right, Glenn. It's from Glenn. Yeah. Uh, With one in or two, I feel like I feel like there's a difference in your personality. Yeah, two, definitely two ends on this one. All right. Glenn says, and I'm going to read it as it is. Sorry, I'm a couple weeks behind on the session for reasons I'm sure you don't care about. I'm playing the hypocritical bullshit card on you guys, primarily to get Justin on a good rant in the name of podcast entertainment. So this whole Natty Light ABI advertising thing, and I I think he's referring to when uh, there were beer ads running on our podcast and shouldn't have been, and I went off on a whole thing. Yeah, I think so. They weren't Natty Light, by the way. They were the Miller one, Mm -hmm. like Miller... Clear or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know what. Miller Clear would be fucking great. <laughs> it's something it's like, like Crystal that. Pepsi, but not. It's something like that. I so I think that. that's what he's talking about. I want to drink that. Many episodes ago, you had a whole show with Guinness and big talk about their. <laughs> it's, it's like Donald Trump over here. You had bigly talk yes. about their various styles and their new American tap room in Baltimore. All unicorns and glitter. Hell, I even went there when traveling a couple months ago, primarily because of the show. All right. Wouldn't have known about it otherwise. Fantastic place in the area, in an area in need of revitalization. Uh, I actually didn't even mind paying full pint prices for 10-ounce pours. Wow. Because the place was so cool. Neg. You basically gave them an hour of free advertising. Which, by the way, I do for every brewery who comes on here. That's kind of the Wait, yeah. being on the session. That's Which, by the way, brewers who come on here, you should fucking remember that when it comes sponsorship time. Right. After you got your free hour. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Or at least when Justin shows up, give him a beer, for God's sake. Something. Handy? I don't care. Yeah. Even a sad handy <laughs> I don't know. would be I, fine. I've I seen the brewer's hands, man. <laughs> Calluses and shit. I'll take it. I, I would right love now. a handy. Yeah, I do not yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just go get the velvet glove. Make it That's happen. Right. There we go. Should have one on the wall here. <laughs> velvet glove. Brewers only, it says underneath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's all contorted and like stuck in a weird shape, like a like your like your t shirt on the next to your bed when you're seventeen. 
Uh, why? Uh, why is it contorted in weird shape? I don't never, understand. Never. Sorry, it was a sock for it you. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, no, but I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. Socks, t-shirts, whatever. Yeah. Glenn says, you do realize that Guinness is a Diageo brand, right? What? <laughs> no. So you see where this is going. That Glenn's mad at me. Right. Because I'll complain about AB. Right. But not talk about Diageo. Yeah. Broken over the wheel of truth, dude. How do you feel about that? God. Facts and logic have destroyed another liberal. (laughs) How do you feel? Great. All right. Diageo is the largest distilled spirits producer in the world. With re- get out your notes with revenues of sixteen point seven billion dollars a year. I love Wikipedia. Uh, that's billion with a B. Yeah. So yeah, ABI tops them at fifty four billion on beer alone. So where's your cutoff for being the man? The fuck is he talking about? So he's mad because that he interviewed oh, complaint. Yeah, basically, if I were to summarize the thing, because when he gets to the end, he's saying we should also interview ABI right. instead of just bashing ABI. But then, um, you know, interviewing Guinness, we we should do both. We should talk to both sides. He's mad because we're. But listen, all right, I get it. I know that they're owned by somebody else. Okay, but it's Guinness. Mm-hmm. And it's Guinness. Like, do I have to say something else? Any home brewer it's Guinness. in the 90s or even the 80s, you sort of, within the first year, you researched and tried to cut your teeth cloning Guinness. Right. That's just not, what you did. Not fucking Beechwood aged. No. You know, is that what you want me to talk about? You want me to have them in here so we can talk about Beechwood aging? No. We want to talk a little bit. It's Guinness. For, so, I your point is taken, Glenn. Yep. Uh, that obviously they're owned by a big company, but it's Guinness, and it has a. And actually, all right, I'll just say this: I'm biased. It has an inter- a, a, a history that I'm interested in. I'm not really interested. I've read about ABI, by the way. I've I've read a lot uh, uh, about the history of that company. It has a fascinating history mm-hmm. uh, uh, pre-prohibition. Sure. And after that, the most fascinating part is the um, the Bush children. Uh, fucking gallivanting around the country and getting in trouble and DUIs and mm. cocaine parties and <laughs> I'll interview somebody about that but none of them are with the company anymore. Yeah, I wonder right. why. And yeah, there's nothing there. Well, and there's there's actually some Guinness brands that are really delicious. Like, right. I Guinness, you know, the Guinness that we all know and love is okay, but they have like a like export right that is Seriously, awesome! Like, yeah, it's such I think a good we even beer. tried it on the air. We yeah. did. And what I don't understand about Glenn's rant is, well, is a lot of stuff. But it's it's Guinness's first brewery in America, and they're not right. making Guinness. Right, they're doing other shit. That what well, that's what was interesting. To that me. was a story. Yeah, that's the story. But what's not interesting is a like who cares about AB? And so, but what else are we going to do? Is contact AB? Which first of all, they're never going to come on the show. They're just never going to. Probably not. Yeah. And then we go. Well, we want to talk to you about what your business practices. Right. That's a hard no. No reply at all. They're not. We, let's talk about ZY Ventures, no. the yeah. venture capital arm that buys all the craft beer. And what are you doing with that? They're not going to talk. About that because, no. and I wouldn't want to talk about negative. it. Anyway. I would only want to talk to Augie Bush Jr. Jr. or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, uh, about the eighties. Sure, <laughs> that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, you know about Toot Central, dude. Private jet all over the country and just throwing coke parties. It'll never happened. Yeah, never happened. No. 
So uh, relax. Glenn. What else did he say? Unless though? you can hook it up, Glenn. He goes on to say that you know, big or small is not inherently good or bad. Um, he says, I'd rather you have ABI on and let them explain why they're not assholes, how they've pumped lots of resources into select breweries. Maybe that's good, maybe not. I wouldn't know because you don't cover it, he says. <laughs> oh, except for Diageo. Uh, blah, blah, blah. At the end, he says a weird thing that I completely disagree with because I think he doesn't know me very well. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, you're the ad hoc voice of craft." And kind of beer in general, whether you like it or not. Why not do some real journalism? Damn. You can totally pull it off. And this is where I disagree. I could not pull off real journalism. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've tried and I'm not very good at it. Yeah. I'm good at getting people to say things that they maybe wouldn't normally say. Yeah. But I wouldn't call that journalism at all. I would never describe what we do as journalism. No. Journalism is when you have a, a masthead you're writing for. You know what I mean? New York or that Times you're like trying journalism. to uncover a, a scoop. You know, yeah. we have failed at scoops for 15 years. You the know? closest we came is when I figured out that um, Not Your Father's Root Beer was owned by Four Loco. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, that that's a, the level that we like. Uh, that's where it is. Everything else, we're just chasing a, Whatever a fun happened story. to not your father's root beer, by the way? I think the market just flipped. There was like yeah. five that came out. Flash hard in the root pan. Beers. Yeah, and then it's yeah. just, it's over. People are like, oh, okay, that's, right. that's cool. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Now it's seltzer. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't wait for that to happen, honestly. Yeah, for that to go away? Yeah, for that thing to flip and people to be like, I'm done with it. Right. Yeah. I'm going back to good beer. To beer. <laughs> All right. I'm well, listen, Glenn. I, I don't hate your email. Uh, it's just not. It's, <laughs> I, I hate you. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. I, it's just not going to. Ha- I don't know. If I had something interesting to interview ABI about, I would. I didn't consider our Guinness interview a Diageo interview. And I hear what you're saying. That's who they're owned by. But we didn't talk. We talked about Guinness. Talked about the history of Guinness. We talked about this this brewery being the first one in America. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. I, I could interview Ten Barrel, I guess. And ABI. Who cares I don't, though? I don't know what you yeah, want. They're yeah. Se- actually, they're selling their Portland brewery for like nineteen million dollars. Ten Barrel is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That and whole thing. you know, honestly, when I was booking that Guinness show, I wanted the brewer, and we were told we were going to be able to talk to the brewer. I think his name was Mike or whatever. Right. And, and then we we couldn't. I, I remember like, being oh. upset about that. Yeah. Like, why are we talking yeah. to a marketing so, guy? But the marketing guy ended up knowing a lot about the brand, so he was he was less a marketing guy and more a historian, I guess. They I t- agree. definitely yeah. took classes, and so he and, and he assured me beforehand that I know what I'm talking about, right. and I can answer some of the brewing things. Luckily, otherwise, I would have hated the show too. For sure. 100%. Nobody. In fact, we kind of have a rule for all the breweries who come in here when they when they they're like, oh, we're going to send our sales rep. Yeah. We're like, only if he's accompanied by your brewer. Well, and 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 you know, not oh, naming names, but Bev and I have had phone conversations about how to deal with breweries who want to do that. Yeah. Well, the brewer, blah blah. blah you know, we have our our sales, our PR guy. No. Our PR guy and our marketing guy are going to be on the phone with you for the interview. No, they're not. Ugh. No, we can't do that. And and we get our way because it's our show. And because right. that's what we care about. We want the information directly from from the source, not distilled through the company. Yeah, so who wants to hear that? I mean, we'd yeah. love we'll talk to anybody. So Glenn, if you if you want to help us out and you think that you can yeah, Glenn. get a contact with A B and and then also what are you gonna do? 
bushwhack the interviewer and go, well, let's talk about you know this uh, accusation that the uh, guy in charge of buying craft breweries was sleeping with some of the uh, breweries that they bought. And what do you? <sighs> no, but they're going to leave. They're going to hang up. It's not journalism. It's well, dumb. I mean, that, honestly, that would be journalism. I mean, that's what you do when you're doing an expose on somebody to try to get to the root of you know why. Yeah, which we thinks. don't do. We no, don't do expose. show. It's almost no. like the to catch a to catch a brewery predator where it's like uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Anheuser Busch uh, guy, oh, uh, why don't you come in and have a seat? And you know why? Yeah. You know why we're not that? Because I'm a pussy, to be honest with you. I, it's so uncomfortable to like call people out. I want to yeah. make I want to make our interviewees feel good about themselves. Right. I like get really uncomfortable when I make people feel bad about themselves. I'm not that interviewer. I can't do it. No, I don't, and I don't want to. Like I'll sit here and talk shit about anybody all day. But if they're across from me, I'll try <laughs> to sort yeah. of like, right. well, you know, about uh, that stolen IP. But you right. know, and then, uh, but I'm not going to be aggressive about it because you're right. It's not our show. Yeah, I. Still Talk off for you last week, by the way. Oh, thank you. On in the feedback last week, where we the the you curated the list. A guy was mad about yeah. the Alvarado Street thing. Yeah, I said, you know what? In fairness to JP, he did have a harder line about it and wanted to talk more about it, but knows that I would have been mad at him if he made our guest uncomfortable. Absolutely. Not that you like to do that either, but I just no. said I take the blame for the soft. Mm questions to Alvarado about the copyright and JP knows I would have been furious if he did otherwise too. Yeah. So I stuck up for you in that well, way. I appreciate that. Anyway. But it's very much like that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make some guest mad, especially at the show, because then we have forty five minutes or an hour left. Yeah. And that's gonna shut down the interview to right. actually talk about interesting shit other than well we know it's I'll just, be honest with you sense. even the initial questioning I'm a I can read people fast yeah. it's part of what we do here is I just know whether I can push or not push mm-hmm. I read immediately that oh, they weren't too cool there was with no that eye contact at all going on during that whole thing and <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah yeah and I'm not saying yeah. they're assholes or anything else I liked it I had a great time with that yeah. uh, good people good beer good interview yeah. But I sensed immediately that that topic was going nowhere. For sure. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't do well in a court of law when you were like, oh yeah, I just I do that because I think it's funny and I can get away with murder. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I I gotta well, <sighs> not that anyone's suing them. God forbid. That's yeah. right. Anyway, Glenn. All right, Glenn. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I liked your email, Glenn. <laughs> All right, and then Steve from. Steve. From Pembroke Pines, Florida. What do you got to say, Steve? Pembroke Pine. Pine. Sounds like some place you retire, it's right? A re- it's yeah. definitely a retirement home did that's you, definitely not it's into euthanasia. Yeah. Yeah. JP, did you read the brochure I got you for Pembroke Pines? Oh, I did. This is Taryn. Very lovely. Like when he's ready a, to go to the home. Did yeah. you? It was a 28-weight paper. It was very lovely. Did you see how many activities they have? Oh, this is when I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Um, There's uh, a lot of activities... At Pembroke Pines. Pembroke Pines. <laughs> uh, but the cloth, the, the cloth, the cloth. Dive. Dive. Where's my, have I downloaded my show? You know what the move is? Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. The, the move is to permanently go on a cruise when it's retirement time. Oh, wow. Have you read this? Yeah. You, uh, If you can pretty much take care of yourself, mm. you get better food, better service. Like if uh, like if you're in an old folks like apartment yeah. and your light bulb goes out dude, yeah. on the porch, 
you're lucky you get that gets fixed like this year. Yeah. You ring service on a cruise ship, and they're there within minutes. And then you get all the food, and then you meet all the people, and it's like the same price because these these old folks' homes aren't uh, cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah. No, they're they're uh, Taryn works for one, and they're they do like cognitive you know development and stuff like that, and they help you with Alzheimer's or whatever. But they're it's twenty five hundred dollars sometimes. It's ridiculous, depending on what you what your level of service that you need. Right. Yeah. yeah. So until I start mine. Which is where it's all drugs and sex and yeah. like like a gnarly uh, 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 retirement home. Dirty, called, dirty old man. Yeah, called Horny Hills. Yes. 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 Right. Retirement. Penis yeah. broke pines. Penis broke is <laughs> goddamn right. Yeah. Until then, cruise ships are the That's move. That's right. Here's your uh, here's your weekly supply of blue chew, <laughs> and here's your weekly supply of yeah penicillin. That's right. Go at it. You know that they have uh, testosterone things that they put like in your, not in your butt, but like under your skin. Hell yeah! To like if you're lo- so when you get older, if yeah. your libido start, you know you, like you're not implant? like producing. Yes, that's yeah, what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you went to not in your butt because <laughs> the person who was telling me about it was like, yeah, they put it in my butt, and I was like, uh, what? But just like in the cheek. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, does it have to be like down there? Like, does it work better when it's? He kept pointing there. He was saying maybe because it's closer to your prostate. Uh, I maybe, and that's why Crosby's don't have this problem. No, my dad's like (laughs) seventy years old. I bet you he has more testosterone running through him than anybody. I thought he was like shooting up in his dick or something. Yeah, but that's different. No, that does. I think testosterone Testosterone versus boner. Testosterone would be more like your drive. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah, No, he. I think he does the boner needle, but. Mm. Anyway, I don't think testosterone is a Crosley worry. No. Among other things. Steve from Pembroke Pines <laughs> says, Hey guys, as a home brewer, I'm always looking for ways to shorten my brew session. The latest version of my podcast app, TuneIn, now includes the ability to speed up podcasts. After some experimentation, I have found that 1.5 times normal speed is perfect for listening to the session. Especially when JP is hosting. Oh, no. Apparently Cheers I talk slower. Steve. I don't know. Really? I don't know. I talk pretty slow, I but feel like. That's the, I mean, I know he's This has been going like on for funny. years, by for the way. Sure, People, since we started making this a podcast, yeah. have told me, oh, God, yeah, I never listen to you on normal speed. <laughs> no, it's weird to hear your voice kind of slow down. <laughs> I don't, I don't listen to anything on normal speed. Like, audiobooks, I always do one and a half. Really? Yeah. I never, YouTube I would videos, never do one that. and a half. I'm not no, trying to sit there all day. I would never do that because it's... it's uh, a lot of the pacing is part of the presentation of, a, of, a, right. of an audiobook. Also, I can hardly pay attention as it is to anything. Yeah. If you speed it up, like when I read, like like a real book, not the not <laughs> whoa, the one whoa, you whoa, listen whoa. to. All right, boomer man, you lost me. There <laughs> can't relate. <laughs> yeah, there are times when I have to read the same page like oh, five times, please. and yes, it's not that dude. I'm not reading. Like I read, I'm doing it. Yeah, but then I'll realize. You didn't absorb any you of it. You were just somewhere else fucking entirely. Yeah. yeah. Same, same Like, how problem. is it that I keep reading, but I'm not, like, why would, it would make more sense if you stopped reading because your mind went elsewhere? Yeah. That's not what happens. No. I think it's ADD. <laughs> oh, it's I definitely I think ADD. We, I think we're all getting this because we spend so, such tiny minutes on all the things that our brains need to think about, and right. we're just like... Trying to do. You know how they used to put fluoride. How they put fluoride in the water. Yeah, that's like to help our teeth. Mm. They ought to just start putting Adderall in the water because we're all ADD. Mm. Yeah, you know, just put it in the water. Fuck it. It'll be fine. You want to get people to drink water? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Put some. laughs> 
put some Adderall in there. All right, Steve. Yeah, well, but I don't know why particularly when I'm hosting, because he can get through it faster, because it's annoying. Maybe that's what it is. It could, I don't know either, but it's not, a, it's not a compliment, whatever it is. No, it's definitely not a compliment. It's not like, oh, JP's voice is more soothing at <laughs> 1.5 times. It's either that you're slower or you suck. I think it's I suck. Right. I don't think I'm any slower. I think both of you guys it. are, are going to be like shrill. You're going to sound like me. That could like, happen. What, what do you sound like at one and a half times? Yeah. Right. Like, oh, get this stuff over with. What if we do this show talking real fast? Oh. And then try. Then try we to keep it one and a half times. Yeah. We throw it we throw all the yeah. You would never know what to we'll do. Screw this up real loud. Yeah. I think you're, you think that one and a half t- speed is faster than it is. It's not that much faster. Well, then what's the point? It's like. Listen well, to me in my natural, silky, smooth. Yeah. That's state. right, Justin. Yeah, we can really do this either way. Yeah, if you oh want to play ball with us. Uh, now we're all emo Phillips right now. <laughs> well, I think yeah. that the reason. Where's that guy? Is, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still doing shows with like uh, really? Tom with Green the same shtick. I don't know if it's the same shtick, but I would definitely go see emo Phillips. I'm, yeah. I like emo <laughs> you Phillips. You were a fan? Sure. All right, I gotta get us to a break. What a long segment! I've cut my thing. Yeah, let's get out of here. We're done for the show. All right. Yeah. Thanks to our <laughs> guests today. Uh, Flatland. All right, we're gonna take a, a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking to Flatland Brewing Company out of Elk Grove, California. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the session, and thank you for hanging out with us today. Hey, go check out the Beersmith homebrewing software. You get a free 21-day trial. Just go to Beersmith.com. Check it out. works on all the computers that you need it to. does more things than you need it to. And I promise you, you won't find a better piece of brewing software out there. But you don't have to take my word for it. Just go get your free 21-day trial at Beersmith.com. Com. All right. As promised, we've got Flatland Brewing Company from Elk Grove, California, in the studio. And uh, oh man, I just I just did it. I just pronounced your name at the break. And uh, Andrew Mosenzadigan nailed it. Is it it? Yeah, that's it. Mosenzadigan. What's What's the background of that Persian. name? Persian. Persian. Yeah, my dad's hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Got it. My mom is just white. Just okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> got it. Yeah, because you don't look 100 percent Persian. No, I'm. I'm you look I'm, hairy like a Persian. I got that. Yeah, my my nickname is Brubaka. Okay, yep, nice. Yeah, very um, nice. There's I, a beer name fiber. Yeah, right. I would love that. And you you go by Andrew, not yes. not Andy. You can call me anything really, but Andrew is probably the most fitting. Okay. Yeah. And you are the uh, founder. You and your wife. Yes, Michelle. And and the brewmaster, or I don't. We don't like titles. You but don't yeah, do that. I mean, if, if I were to do something around the brewery, it'd probably be that. It would be that. Yeah. But you don't do anything? No. no. <laughs> Good. Can, you, can you imagine, like, Man the, the cops my... call up and they go, yeah, can we speak to the owner? And it's Andy going, well, I mean, we yeah. don't really, this is not really, uh, <laughs> yeah, no well, who are yeah. you? I, I, I mean, I answered yeah. the phone, I work here, what can I help you with? Right. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, we have a, a problem, the thing is on fire. Sorry, Get the owner. Said. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, That's the best maybe. way out, though. <laughs> think about it, it's like, ah, it's not me. I do that all the time around here, actually. Yeah. yeah around the hop grenade, they're like, uh, can we speak to the owner? <laughs> sure. I don't know where he is. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to find him for you. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, good luck. Uh, and then we're also joined by, this one should be fairly easy, Max Sant. Yep, easy. And you are a brewer. I am, yes. The brewer? The only brewer there? 
We're trying to pin you guys do down. Lot. Come on. I do a lot. Let's go. I, like I, started, I started Taproom four years ago almost at this point. Okay. And, uh, I'd say two years ago, technically assistant brewer. Got it. But I got to make sure production happens. So, yeah, brewer. Sure. I see. Now, production, I'm reading my reading my notes. Yeah. Production is a three-barrel brew house. Is that right? Well. You started with a one-barrel brew what house. What is a barrel? Right. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't really measure anything. Right. Right. What is yeah. a title brew on it? house? Yeah. 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 Well, so that's a good question is what is a brew house? So our, we're, we're totally weird, and we don't have necessarily a fancy brew house or any fancy equipment. So everything is kind of thrown together. Um, so we started with a one-barrel brewery. I bought a homebrew supply store in Elk Grove. And... Um, it had a one-barrel brew kit, kind of ready to go, needed some work, Okay, and we quickly grew out of that. Within of course. The first, yeah, as, as expected. I mean, how often were you brewing on that in the beginning? Well, it didn't last long. So, I mean, I killed myself to make beer for opening, and yeah. then after opening, we had two beers left over. So I I'm see. like, okay, so we need to do something different. Yeah. But he had equipment for a kind of larger system. So I had a 10-barrel mash tun, kind of a rectangular dairy tank, okay. and then we have a three-barrel kind of cylindrical kettle okay um so we triple batch everything and it's even more bizarre because we do one mash so we grain in heavy you know almost 800 pounds uh we've done up to 1500 and then um yeah it's it's awful yeah sounds like it we do three poles off of it so high gravity mid gravity low gravity okay adding grain somewhere in between to kind of balance it out and then we water back to get so we brew high gravity and then water back to get to the final volume and gravity well, that's what not a, confusing at all. That's no, a, no, 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 no. That's not See, a lot of work. Or it's titles, a pain in the ass yeah. is what it is. <laughs> well, it is. Our, our brew days are um, minimum 12 hours for triple batch, sometimes up to 15. They used to be much longer. We've wow. Down. So you, you obviously you, you opened your business on a budget. You didn't want to go into a bunch of debt or something? Yeah. No, well, yes. Okay. Uh, all of that. Yeah. So we bought the business for just about 30 grand. And that's all we had. And that was everything we had. Um, Got it. My, my dad was like, here's an extra five grand uh, just kind of for, for capital. Yeah. And we needed that just for opening for glassware and all the things that we didn't think about. Um, Man, you go through five grand in like five minutes in this business. Well, especially nowadays. Yeah. Back then, it felt like a lot of money, you know, right. um, when you first opened, because that was a good portion of what we started with. When is back then? When did you open? Uh, January of 2016. Okay. Yeah. It's not even that far back. No. Yeah. 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 Well, it felt like for 100 years ago now. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah, a long time. You go time through that year. fast. So that yeah. was your bu- so your working capital when you opened like your $5, bank account was five grand yeah, yeah. and you guys were like shit I hope people buy beer yeah and they they showed up it was pouring cats and dogs opening day and I remember like man what the fuck are we doing wow I don't know what we're doing here my brother jumped in he didn't know how to pour a beer um, and my wife and I looked at each other like I think I think this is gonna work but so you were packed gonna, when you when you opened it was anyway. slammed yeah okay. yeah absolutely and it was like the worst day to open. But why do you think it, why do you think you were packed? Because even in 2016, it's not like uh, a new brewery in town is a novelty. What well, did you do? So we're in Elk Grove, and I don't know if you know where that is, but it's do, kind of yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and there was no other brewery around us. We are we were the first brewery in Elk Grove before. Well, I say after Elk Grove Brewery closed, and they closed ten years before we opened. I see. If that's not confusing. No, I got it. Okay. okay. So yeah, we were kind of like the new cool thing, and it's some. And Elk Grove doesn't really have a huge amount of things for adults to do. Okay. There's a lot of kids activities, and a lot of parks, but for drinking purposes, there was like one other spot really. I see. And so yeah, if a new thing opens up, people want to go check it out. People are ready for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's smart. You know, Jamil was living in Elk Grove yeah. when he opened Heretic. 
You're lucky he chose Fairfield instead, right? No, I he could have been, been that first brewery. Oh, it would have been great. Either way. Okay. You know what's ironic is my aunt actually bought his house when he moved out to Fairfield. Oh, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So we go to this house what every a now and then. Small like, oh. world. Yeah. And you're like, is there still the. Uh, he he turned his shed into like a cold box in the back, I think. Yeah, yeah. And now it holds like chairs and stuff. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really cold chairs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, all right, so you open, and then you're busy right off the bat, but then you run out of beer right yeah, off the bat. Yeah, and what's disappointing, I mean, there was a, we had a lot of issues, I think, opening up. One, um, not having enough beer, not having enough seating, not having the money to actually build out the place that we wanted to. Hmm. And so people would come in and be like, oh, I heard, you about, I heard about you guys. And they'd come in and be like, oh, you have two beers on. And right. they're not styles that people were excited about, you know? like Why, because it was stuff you wanted to do? Well, it was or? the stuff that was left over. Oh, good point. Okay. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we had a saison and an amber, like an imperial amber. <laughs> an amber, yeah. yeah. Like, Everyone's yeah, like, I remember 2004. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? They that want their great. amber back. Right, yeah. That that has died. Okay. Um, so we were like, okay, we need to start doing things that are going to make cool beers and exciting and keep things relevant and keep people here. And um, IPAs are definitely a part of that. Sure. Yeah. Do you feel like you maybe lost a little bit of business during that transition? Like people were like, well, I'm not going right back there. Well, the worst part was is not only that initial time, but that time lasted for a while. It was almost a full year. And it because was, you just couldn't keep up. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. do it. And then, you know, like the logistics of running a business while trying to brew everything and not having enough people to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we lost a lot, honestly. So we are we're coming up on four years, and we're just now starting to get our stride again. I hope we don't take this the wrong way, but I'm surprised you made it. I mean, that uh, sounds like a kind of a recipe for disaster. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm thankful every day. Yeah. Well, you know, we always think about like, man, how did we do this? I, like we look back and you come to the brewery and it's still not like super fancy, but uh, no brew house or anything. But you look at it and like, wow, look, how do we even get this far? Right. And it's all from people, you know, six dollars at a time, really. Was your wife working full time somewhere else during this yes. period, too? Okay. Health insurance, kids insurance, all of it and still working full time. And you, but you're full time at the brewery because you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Since but, day one. But probably not really taking much home for this no. period. No, God, no. I, I, you know, I'm, there's the goal of like, okay, one day we can make enough to where she doesn't have to work and she can focus on the business with me. She can do CFO jobs and stuff yeah. like that. Because running the business and doing everything that we're trying to do, back of house, front of house, it's difficult. You it's know? a lot and of work. There's not yeah. enough time in the day to do it all. No, you're right. And it, there's, it's only Mac and I in the back of house. Okay. And then it's only really, I mean, we have a, what, five, well, I have many people now, six people in the tap room now. Just about, yeah. Okay. So they have rotating schedules and stuff like that. But, man, it started out with... What's your wife's name? Michelle. Is Michelle now full-time at the brewery, too, or still... No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. We, still, we, still plugging away. Yeah. So here's the, the grim uh, outlook for anybody who wants to open a brewery. So we went down to part-time. So she was like, oh, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Let's make the financial decision to do that. And it didn't work. Oh, And so yeah. she had to go back to full-time. And uh, it's been hard, you know, just mentally prepared to kind of do yeah. what you need to do. And I needed the help. So I was looking for the help on the brewery side. And uh, unfortunately, it just didn't happen financially. But You know, I appreciate your being honest about this because we do joke and kind of say this on the show all the time. As soon as homebrewers say, oh, I'm going to go pro, you'll hear Jamil say it. You'll, you Don't do it. It's the worst thing. We, we say that, but it's real. And I meet more... I don't. I don't know if struggling is an offensive yeah, word to no, you, no, but no. I meet more struggling entrepreneurs in this business than I do the ones that are buying Teslas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, I'm not saying that it's not possible. Clearly, it is. It is possible, but 
it's really very difficult, and the margins can be extremely difficult to work with. And I'm just saying it's good to hear a person actually say it so yeah. that our listeners can know we're not just fucking around when we say this. how difficult this could be. Yeah, and honestly, growth also hurts, right? Yeah. So we needed to grow, but we, one, couldn't afford it. And then when you could afford it, you realize that you need many more things than you thought yeah. you needed. So then that one, you say, you know, $10,000 item yeah. now turns into $40,000. And then you need manpower to handle all that. You know, the best interview I think we've done that covers exactly what you're talking about is Tony McGee. Sure. The Lagunitas interview. Because you look at that brewery and you're like, well, how are you not? You guys have been making money hand over fist for years. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it goes. Because you bring money in. And if you don't grow, you're fucked. Uh, Your wife can't quit her job. You can't get more employees. So all the money goes back. And then the length of time from when you spend the money to when you get it back is longer than anybody thinks. Even on one brew. Like, never mind investing in equipment. But even on one brew, by the time you've paid for the ingredients to get there, brewed, fermented, sold the batch... What are we talking? Almost 60 to 90 days, really. <laughs> oh, easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just gave a talk at, at UC Davis to a bunch of uh, intro to brewing kids, you know. And and that was, like, the point of what I was saying. You know, I went through all the stuff, like, how do we build a brewery? And then I was like, but, you know, here's, here's the facts. Here's the numbers. And every time you grew, you grow, that just gets worse. Like, as you increase your production, you're still outlaying all that capital. Right. And you're not going to make it back for three months if everybody paid on time. Right. Which isn't, doesn't always happen. So it's... Yeah, and, and here's it's the so problem. Hard. With so many craft breweries opening up, people find this hard to believe. So yeah. in other words, we can say I it know. in this room until we're blue in the face, oh, and yeah. people will be like, really? Because there's like a thousand breweries opening up a day. It must be fine. It must right. work. Money money grab, right? Let's do it. Let's open a brewery. Yeah, but there's 800 closing. <laughs> like, yeah, there's exactly. a lot that are yeah. closing. But right now, is, in there particular. There isn't nearly as many that are closing as it seems like there should be because... Yeah. Right. You know, I know I know the brewer that Andrew is and his brewery, how awesome it is. You know, I know I know who we are. You know, I'm not trying to say we're awesome, but like, awesome. I know how hard we're all working and yeah. it's still yeah. like it's still so hard to make money and So what's your what's your goal? Do you wanna be a large regional brewery? Do you wanna be a neighborhood brewery? What do you what do you have envisioned for the future? Yeah, so again titles, right? I don't I don't know if I have a, a title in mind of what do we want to do, but we have a barrelage capacity <clears throat> that I want to stop at. And so okay. a thousand barrels is the kind of like, okay, we can get there and we can do it and the goal in life is to be profitable and sustainable, mm-hmm. and then have a constant source of revenue, right? And when you've crunched these numbers, the 1,000 barrels is your sweet spot to, to fulfill these things? In our facility, with our current expenses, yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that can... Because right now, we're about to hit 500 barrels, so we're very, very tiny. Nice, right? okay. But, we're but you're only, halfway there. We're halfway there. Your glass right? is half full. See? Whoa! Like, literally <laughs> and figuratively, yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah, I think if we had 1,000 barrels, one, it gives us enough beer to move out to the market, sell in bottle and can, which is our new sort of like revenue source okay uh, and also hit the uh the tap room pretty hard i see okay so, and, yeah. and you think you can do that on the equipment that you have now yeah yeah yeah. so this ideally, would be a pain in the ass yeah yeah <laughs> i mean do imagine doing double what we do now look so, i'm looking at mac right now you can't, i don't know if you can see his face on the video i'm gonna need a few more beers to yeah. be able to hit a thousand barrels this year <laughs> he's yeah. like a thousand barrels ouch so the, the most simple solution would be to be, buy a beer kettle right yeah and so if right. you buy a 10 barrel kettle you can do one-to-one mash to boil 
and then knock out in a 10 barrel fermenters. So we have pretty much, we have five 10 barrel fermenters, a seven, two, eight, to three. So at some point in this growth period to a thousand, you'll go, all right, we better sock away the money for a kettle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got and you. And anniversary's coming up, so I'm, I'm kind of, right. you know, hoping for that. But, um, You're like, every birthday, don't get me presents, send cash. Yeah, even if it's 20 bucks. Anybody who wants to donate, please. <laughs> send that card. Grandma's still sending that $5 birthday yeah. card. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, Our absolutely. birthdays are one day apart. I'm the fourth next month. He's the fifth. And so, you know, a nice birthday present for the brewery. Anyone listening is right a now kettle. Be, uh, we should yeah, do a, a campaign. Nice yeah, our yeah. PayPal address <laughs> is... Yeah. The Brewing Network should do like a... You know, like a dream, whatever, mm-hmm. and get some of our bigger brewery friends to like buy into this thing. We'll give them a bunch of free promotion or something. Okay. All they have to do is like donate something to like one of our candidates, right? Like In, uh, have this like yeah. handful of growing breweries, like, and like yeah, it just yeah. shows up one day with like a ribbon on it, and then Andrew has a heart attack because he can't believe it. The big giant check, it's a good big radio, giant oversized yeah. check, it's good podcast, yeah, yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, I'll gladly be guinea pig on that. If yeah, you wanna, yeah, if you want to start, test it out on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The key yeah. is it's a thousand dollars buy-in from you guys if you want to be right. considered just to be considered yes. yeah. Yeah, right. i'll save my pennies but we'll take it we'll take it in beer that's right yeah yeah We're exactly easy. yeah we trade yeah. yeah we'll call it the make a beer foundation <laughs> there we go oh, this is what i'm talking about that's Damn. exactly what i'm talking about yeah. all right mac yes tell me about this beer in my glass called pilsner ish pilsner ish i can't even tell you what batch number of this beer this is um you've done a lot two and a half years ago is when we first brewed it or what was longer than that? Two and a half, three years ago. Okay. Well, let's say, sorry to cut you off, Mac. Before we go there, I'll say I've been trying to make a great German style Pilsner since I started homebrewing. Yes. Um, and now we don't have tank space to do that. Okay. So we make Pilsner ish, which is a Cal Ale version of a Pilsner. And then this is even far off of that because this is using all Simcoe. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. for fun, you just wanted yeah. to try some of Simcoe? Yeah. Get weird. Uh, okay, so you can't, you don't have the tank space to lager. Right. That's your deal. Yeah. So, but normally this would have been a full on Pilsner recipe uh, Noble Hops, Pilsner Malt. Yeah, and I'll then, let Mac answer with, that one. But with yeah. Cal Ale. Yeah, so Pilsner ish, it's not a Pilsner, but it is. An ish of a pilsner, but it is a Blondale. This originally started off. We've used a mix of anywhere from pilsner and two row to just pills to just two row. Uh, we started off. I want to say the first batch was American Sterling. Okay, um, and that is a batch that picked up best of show at the state fair a few years ago. Nice. It took Golden Blonde, and then it took best of show overall. So we were pretty stoked on that one. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this is probably. Eighth plus time we brewed this beer. Do you change it just so so you guys aren't bored? Because that sounds like a winner. Why wouldn't you just stick with that? We don't always rebrew the same beer. We can have a beer that picks up an award, and we're like, no, let's do something else. Got it. We have so many ingredients and hops just to use. We're like, we're a small enough batch still. Yeah, we can still play around with it, and that's kind of what we're known for. And the market kind of like it's good for that. Like everyone just wants the next new thing anyway, right now, yeah. right? So. Okay. So you'll go based on your ingredients, and you go, fuck it, we have a bunch of Simcoe. Let's try this one. And our Simcoe right now, we love. We were using it in this a couple is nice West Simcoe. Coast. And he's like, dude, let's do 100% Simcoe. Yeah. Damn. Let's yeah. do it. No, no cat pee in this one at all. That's right. a nice no, Simcoe. I feel like Simcoe kind of turned away from that uh, yeah. cat piss. I'm about to publish uh, a Hop and Brew School podcast where Vinny tells the story of saving Simcoe. 
Like this family farm was about to go out of business yeah. um, because nobody gave a shit about Simcoe. And Vinny came in and was like, I, I'm go- I love this hop and literally saved this, this family farm by buying it. Because once he did it, everyone's like, oh, fucking Vinny did it. Uh, but anyhow, point, point is, in that podcast, he talks about the different picking windows of Simcoe mm-hmm. and how they affect the, the cattiness and some of the other qualities of it. And you might be right, but they now maybe have like figured out. Just pick it at this window. Yes, just you know. do it. So, yeah, that's nice Simcoe you got in there. And this wasn't even like true like Pills malt or just Turo. This is um, pure Idaho pure from Idaho, Great Western. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, so that a, is that a Pilsner malt? It is a Pilsner malt technically, yeah. but it's a uh, a low kiln. Well, I guess, I don't know. It's not. It doesn't have the grassy sort of snap that Pilsner does. Okay. So it's, in my mind, very Turo, but with more character, but still being really light, clean, and we were talking about earlier, it's like the laudering capabilities of it are much more brilliant. Hmm. Uh, it's just easier to work with, all in all. Okay. And uh, price point's about the same as any other two rows. You're not paying, you know, the boats to, to come over here to pay for a German Pilsner. That's smart. Yeah. But we do use German Pilsner in a lot of other things, too. So we do pay the boats. But. Is this one of your most popular beers, I assume? Yeah. You know, um, it is and isn't. So we sell a lot of it. Um, of course, popularity contests are based on IPAs. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, we probably sell more of this beer consistently throughout the year be- that of any other thing that we have. Okay. Um, Elk Grove is still very blue collar and people work hard and they want a cold pine out at the end of the day. Sure. And so this is one of those that they go to. Okay. But for me, it's, I mean, it's not, uh, again, we just caked this this morning, so it's not the clearest example of what it'll be, but in another <laughs> week from now, it'll be perfect. Um, Got it. So do you, you, do you usually wait for it to clarify in the tank before you would serve it? Yeah, or? 100%. You do? Okay. Yeah, it's usually brilliantly clear. You put in a bright tank and, and just wait? No, that's, that costs money. So, uh, right. Unit yeah, unit, unit tank is perfect, and uh, I think just enough time dropping and, and getting it clear enough. Through no that. finings? Biofine clear. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a vegan-friendly biofine, which... I don't know what that means, but me neither. Yeah, it's, no, no little calves were harmed in the beginning. Right. It's, a, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. marketing, and that's all you need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then we throw calf hooves in it anyway. Sure, just, just to fuck well, with. That's it. your mash paddle. Yeah, out of it's yeah. That, the mash paddle is actually a cow leg. Yeah. the right. whole thing. Yeah. yeah, it's good for two or three batches. That's about it. Easily <laughs> <laughs> move on to the next one. Yeah, and yeah. then you feed it to the veal that you have in the cage. Yeah, yeah. Don't give away all our secrets, Teresa. I'm so proud of you guys. Processes. <laughs> All right, and what about this other beer in our glass? Well, here? I want to ask a question about the yeah. Pilsner. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Why? And I don't, you know, uh, maybe I'm going to be an asshole. Why call it a Pilsner-ish? Why not call it a Blondale? So, if it's not a Pilsner at all, is it? Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, uh, are people confused? Do they go, oh, this isn't a Pilsner, and do you get, like, some going, people, go, like, because I, I would go, well, that's not, a, I don't understand what's going on. There's definitely some confusion in that yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Back when care? I was working taproom, I, I no, think I kind of like, care, like, uh, like yeah. for the good thing, right? You're like, it doesn't matter. It's just a name. Who cares? And a lot of people actually get it. They're like, Pilsner-ish. I feel like ish covers everything. Yeah. Ish allows you yeah. to do anything yeah, you want. Yeah, but I feel JP, like Pilsner... I'm going to give you a raise-ish. Oh fuck! I love covers that. my bases <laughs> yeah. entirely. But I'm going to get a year. I'm going to get a raise. Ish. We're not getting a pilsner, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if it matters. It may be the only assholes like me. So this batch or this beer, uh, we would actually. This one wasn't fermented as cold as we used to ferment it. Mm. So fermenting Calil colder, we kind of get pilsner s qualities. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's a little smoother and whatever. Bit, yeah. Colder ferment, less ester profile. Mm. Um, this one I'd have to say is probably the warmest ferment we've had in this beer yet, but we also wanted to create more of a 
Bloodale this time. And if this okay. was, it, maybe if this was a batch that had even the Sterling hops or, or some kind of Noble hop too, you, you two would have gone, okay, Pilsner-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah honestly, the uh, the base beer of this recipe is very Pilsner-like because mm-hmm. it is snappy, typically Pilsner malt, Weirman Pilsner malt. And then we use Czech Saws or Sterling, which is a, an American version of Czech Saws, right? Isn't that? I believe so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And so it has a lot of Noble-like qualities and it has that Pilsner-like snap on the back end. Yeah. The only thing that has that Pilsners don't is a little bit more yeast ester. Um, but, I mean, we typically, I mean, this beer is fermented at typically 62 to 64. So, mm-hmm. Calio likes to stress out a little bit. You get a little bit of sulfur production during that process, and a little bit of lagering time afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is not the greatest example of that because it's not lagering. Yeah, but. I'm with, <laughs> I am with JP on yeah. this one that I, this iteration, I would have called a Blondale. Even yeah. if I kept the name Pilsnerish, underneath it, with the description would have been Blondale. Yeah, and well, it is, is uh, Blondale. It is, oh, yeah. Well, there yeah. we go. That's what we do. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Does it say that on my menu board, too? It sure too? does, yeah. I don't see, dummy. How about that? And the only reason I asked it that way is because I know you guys listen to the show, so yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, feel yeah. like super uh, being aggressive in a funny way was going to be, I was going to get swung on. No. Well, no, hey, so JP, honestly, uh, I expected more, so keep it coming. Cause well, <laughs> fuck you. We're not yeah, done yeah. yet. <laughs> Your Persian-ass bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking over there, probably jelking somewhere. Because everything else they brought is a hazy IPA or, uh, or Bro, double or triple. Or, I know, I saw. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be done early today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Not everything else they brought. But right. the next one we have in our glass this is... certainly is a hazy, yeah. Is it a double IPA? It is, yeah. So it's 8%. Uh, Galaxy Citra, really easy drinking. Um, yeah, I mean, it's smells just a good. fun beer. It smells so good. It smells yeah. like an orange Julius. Yeah, oh. Galaxy and Citra is a great combo. Yeah. Well it tastes done. a little like an orange Julius. Mm. Yeah, so we actually did, we have a beer on right now called Tang It, and it's actually made with Tang mm. and vanilla and Motueka and Comet, so you get that orange Julius impression. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's a hazy IPA with, yeah, we call it a creamsicle. Double Sounds IPA. good. Yep. And it tastes oh. just like an orange Julius. It's oh, yeah. phenomenal, yeah. I bet that goes into the smoothie machine or the slushy machine. Oh, yeah, machine. we have a slushy machine that... Uh, oh, you do? Oh, my God, people love it. I hear that's, that's like big thing, in Portland dude. right now. Well, of sure, it always of starts. Course, yeah, <laughs> it always yeah. starts in Portland. That and making your own butter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, not from cows. These slushy drinks. Ooh, you guys do yeah. slushy? Do you slushy beer? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So we found we Gross. found a pretty good ratio of beer to juice or some sort of sweetening agent to it. Because if it's just straight beer, we did we've done straight stouts or sours and. It just magnifies all yeah. of those characters, and it's just bitter and roasty, and mm-hmm. it's not pleasant. Okay, uh, but with some juice or some some lactose, or we've been doing coffee creamer. <laughs> Honestly, no, that's we good. do everything. Well, wow, yeah. like it turns into like some really magical sort of juice, and like, man, what is this thing? And you know, we sell for pretty cheap, and it flies out the door, and people. I love bet it. that's a, yeah. that's smart. Yeah, I have smoothies for breakfast. I could switch to a beer, yeah. icy or whatever. Yeah, but can, but can you? Yeah, should you? Why not? I probably shouldn't. <laughs> you know. I keep drinking earlier and earlier yeah. in the day as I get older. Tell us more about this beer in our glass. Okay, so the name is I Lost a Trophy in Long Beach. And, okay. Um, so there's a story. It's a, based on a true story. Tell us this. St- <laughs> did, did you lose the trophy to Teresa? No, actually, okay. she won the trophy. That's why, that's why I thought maybe it was about that. Yeah. So I'm vice president of the Sacramento Air Brewers Guild. And, you are? Uh, yeah. I did not yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And, um, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. That's, that's why we're here. Yeah, 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 yeah right, sure. So... 
I we we got Sacramento Brewers or Sacramento Brewers Guild of the Year um, or Brewers Guild of the Year won this trophy. Right, got this big old chalice, really cool at the California Craft Brewers Cup. I'm having a hard time. Of all of the of all of the California great. guilds, the Sacramento Guild won Guild of the Year. Guild Is that what year. you're saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we won, at the, we won the most. The most awards for the Sacramento area, so we got. The, I see. Yeah, we got the cup. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and had the cup. Yeah, well, <laughs> we got the cup. Max yeah. like had. Yeah, and honestly, it's based on Teresa. I think you guys won seven during that competition, yeah. and so there was, I mean, heavily based on Teresa. But did anybody else d- pull their oh, weight? Seventy Wait. other awards with okay. the Sacramento Brewers. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we, we all we <laughs> all pulled checking. our weight, but she Good. definitely carried the. Carried yeah. The. So yeah, so for some reason, I was obligated to carry this trophy around. Oh no. I'm I'm fairly responsible, but not entirely responsible. Sure, and especially sh- after a night of celebrating. Well, that's well, exactly what it was. So. And there was there was so many beers that were poured into the cup, oh, of and then course. we all were drinking yeah. out of the cup. Disgusting, but fun. And we, don't forget the tiki fun. drinks. Oh, into the cup? Tiki, into the cup. tiki slushies. Uh, it's a big cup. It's probably 40 <laughs> ounces. So oh, we're drinking okay. 40 ounces of tiki drinks on it. Yeah. yeah. So it gets passed around. Every area of brewery that I see, I'm like, hey, you gotta drink this. I right. drink this. Taking videos, having a good time. Yeah. And, um, you know, it comes around at 1.45 in the morning, and we're all hungry and, you know, just absolutely blitzed. Yeah. And Seven Eleven is right there. I'm like, okay, we can we can probably make some Seven Eleven food work. And my wife and I were like, gosh, my my body hates me already. If I eat Seven yeah. Eleven now, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna wake up. I'm gonna go have a Seven Eleven pig in a blanket. Yeah, yeah, the best decision at 1:45 in the morning after being you know, yeah. drinking all day. Oh I God. said I'm going back to the hotel at this point. Uh, yeah, I'd rather yeah. eat out of the hotel vending machine at that point than those that the, greasy the, roller food. The right. Rolling hot <laughs> But, but anyhow, but yeah. <laughs> so we ended up uh, buying some greasy burritos. Uh, we had about eight or nine of us there, and everybody bought something that was totally not worth it. Yeah. And then my wife and I find like this uh, refrigerated section of like this fresh kind of food. Oh yeah. Take a masala and chicken alfredo. So we get that and we put it in the microwave and walk out. And there's like this crazy homeless group of like sixteen to eighteen year old kids out there, like. We thought we were going to get robbed and whatever else. So yeah. we go back to the hotel, and I realized that I have my tikka masala in my hand and not the trophy. Oh, no. I'm like, son of a bitch. Well, that is the <laughs> oh, important. I mean, no. if you find a good tikka masala, you, you hang on to that shit. You drop you everything good, else. Though. This is 7-Eleven we're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Yeah, yeah. Gut wreck. So oh, we have to go back. So um, I, we go back, and we're with Dave from Original Pattern. He's a sales guy. They're super cool, dude. And he's like, don't worry, dude. I live in Oakland. We do with homeless all the time. I guarantee when these guys took it. So he puts a $5 bill in his hand, like waving around like, hey, guys, you guys seen this trophy? It looks it looks like this. Like, wow. Like, you know, making yeah. Pictures. Uh, he's like, no, I've never seen it. No, I haven't seen it. And one guy started talking a little bit. I felt like we're like looking for a missing child or like yeah. some oh, Seinfeld yeah. skit. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, this doesn't seem right at all. Yeah. And but you have to. Well, we, well, yeah, it's a $140 trophy and it has all of Sacramento's pride in it. <laughs> oh, also, it's like the first one ever, too, isn't yeah, it? It is so, the first one. Yeah. So you're like, I can't be this guy. Right, right, right. But I turned out to be that guy. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, it is gone. And like, we asked the 7 Eleven clerks, like, hey, have you seen this? Like, no, no, no. Oh, no. So we figured we had to make something hazy because the entire night was hazy um and like an homage to the trophy wait and wait 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 it never came no, back it was no. gone. you no. never no it it didn't have any monetary value right like why no. would they take it I, I, and not get like take the five bucks nice. or something yeah yeah I know, maybe right? they were drinking out of it they were like right. this is our new yeah. chalice yeah whatever so, was the lining in that trophy that made it look gold is now in our guts <laughs> 
Yeah, it was right. Like it just came out. Oh, yeah. So you are that guy. I am. I never thought I'd be here, but did, here we are. What did oh uh, what God. did the California Brewers Guild have to say about all well, this? Well, so I went to our executive director. I did a walk of shame up to her. And I'm like, hey, my, I, um... <laughs> Oh, I can picture this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's like, we're getting ready to pour at our booth. And I'm like, hey, my, so I um, I lost the trophy last night. And she right. gives me this look. Like, doesn't say a thing. And she gives me this look like, mom is really disappointed with you. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, and I was like, oh, God, it sucks. And then, you don't know if you know Lauren Zender from uh, Mraz, well, previously from Mraz. Yeah. She, uh, I told her right after, and she gave me the same exact look. Everyone's so and disappointed. Like, oh, no, 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 bitch. I did it. I did it. Yeah. So, um, you know what, though? There, there is a certain level of disappointment, but at the same time, you celebrate it enough that you would lose the trophy. Yes. And so there's also like a level, for me, because I'm this way, I'm like, but they really fucking loved that trophy. Oh, because yeah. Because they celebrated so hard that it's gone. So there's props, too, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, that's where we're at now. I, I got over it. <laughs> now that, yeah. yeah. But I think the most ironic part of this whole story and situation is that it is, um, it's so true for Sacramento to have something great for a short period of time and then lose it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, we were almost there. Right. We did. Oh, we my did. God. This is Everybody Sacramento. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for those of you in the rest oh, of the man. country, uh, you've, Sacramento does kind of have that thing. Like, you go to Sacramento, and you're like, this, this place is great. It's got a lot going for it. Great basketball team. Before. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then it's like, great hockey team. Before. And then, uh, yeah. oh, they're like, the downtown area is being revitalized. Kinda, almost. Kinda. One day it'll be there. <laughs> yeah, it's like always a step behind, right? Yeah, yeah. So this does make sense. So it's just fitting. That's yeah. I love this story. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's so beautiful how after the trophy was lost and never recovered, like all the people just kept putting more photos. They're like, "Hey, I found this photo." I think this might be the last sighting of the trophy. Oh and we're my all god! Yeah, around. That's great. Yeah. That's all that oh exists. My, I mean, honestly. That was better than the trophy. Like, right. And then the, then the California Brewers Guild like, well, you have to pay for the new one. And you're like, I can't. I don't even have a kettle that I want right now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'll get you after anniversary. I'll yeah. be able to pay for that. I will whittle you a new trophy oh, out yeah. of wood. Steal yeah. the kid's piggy bank real quick. In a twist, the trophy is the new kettle. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. that's, yeah. that's why I took my trophy and I put it in my hotel room and I right. closed the door. Yeah. Well, I should have done that. You got to do these things. Yeah. 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 I love this story though so yeah the story so had tell it, the okay so the beer is called i lost the trophy in long beach yes. and you wanted it to be like the night yes which is hazy hazy full of character and yeah. excitement right. um and a little bit bitter <laughs> yeah yeah it's got yeah a little of that yeah no tiki masala in there no or uh, tiki drink mm-hmm. no this is uh just hops on this one Thanks for the beer idea drink. though what's yeah. that yeah thanks for the beer idea tiki, masala. tiki masala yeah uh i like this beer it's actually, it's not that bitter at all. I know no, you want no, it to no. be. It's a, it, well, it's it's got that good hazy kind of smooth uh, hop character, but without a lot of bite. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, a bitter bite anyway. Yeah, and we just came. This is super fresh, and so it has that kind of raw hop bite a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we increased our salt profile, pretty heavy chloride, to see what it would do on this batch. And I feel like I taste that a little bit. Yeah, in a good way. If if that were a thing, JP, don't look at me. I'm, I'm um, just I'm <laughs> sitting here, just waiting for you guys to end this segment. Okay. What does increasing the salt profile do in the water? Well, I, it really rounds off the the. Any harshness that would be there, it softens it up a little bit. But then you get that kind of salt with hop bite. Yeah. And I think that adds to the character of what 
Um, these beers are typically missing for West Coast if you compare it to West Coast IPAs. West Coast IPAs have a firm bitterness coming from hop character, right? Yep. You can get bitterness out of these beers out of other things. So I think hop bite plays a little bit. Not like the hop bite that burns your throat. We don't want that. Yeah. But just like a little bit of like, you know, you can tell it's been heavily dry hopped. And then the salt profile kind of adds a little bit of that kind of mouthfeel texture, kind of not drying, but has like this pleasant Chalkiness, if that's yeah. the thing. Because obviously some of these beers are so that. chalky, they're unpleasant. But yeah. I think this is a, a level to where it's like, okay, I can go back for another sip. Right. It's not an undrinkable 8% beer. I agree. Also, JP, I will bet you $5 right yes. now All right. that I can mention something that you love about this beer. That you um, love about it. Okay. Um, five. Well, I don't have $5. I have $1. I have a one I, paper we, we dollar. We can go one. We can go $1. All right, are you ready? Yeah, hold on. I got it. I got it right here. Look at this. One paper dollar. My last paper dollar. There we go. I'm going to blow you. Do you have enough gas to get home? Uh, I have plastic for that. It's fine. Go ahead. Let's see if we can do this. It's 8%, Mm -hmm. and they actually call it a double IPA instead of an IPA. Where every other brewery on earth right now, 8% is a fucking IPA. That's America. They're like, IPA. And they actually true. call it what it is at 8%. It's a double IPA. Everybody else is double, right? Right. Is even beyond the threshold of what it should be. Some breweries mm-hmm. would call this a fucking pale ale. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Tell me you love that about this beer. I enjoy it, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thank you. you. Keep your dollar. We can, we can cut it in half. I'll split it. 50 cents? In all seriousness, I can't yeah. tell you how many times there's a... IPA quotation marks on my menu board that's eight, eight and a half percent. Yeah, that like, shit sucks. That's dude. like a normal, you guys call it what it, I, I'm agreeing with you yeah. that it's a double, that's a double IPA. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I don't know. So if there are rules at the brewery, I would say that alcohol is one of them, right? And so um, our hopping levels are pretty much all across the board. Sorry, JP, from pale ale to IPA to double IPA. I mean, they increase a little bit, but like a pale ale would be dry hopped at three pounds per barrel. A single at three and a half, maybe four. A double at four to five. Okay. And um, alcohol is pretty much the biggest factor of calling it what it is. Yeah. So we have a session IPA on right now at five point three percent, and I hate that term, but it was it's therapy it session. It's going for like a like a, a child um, psychiatric psychiatric sort of like therapy. Group. Oh, that's yeah, great. So it's like a cool fundraiser thing too, but. Um, yeah, I mean the only the biggest factor is that's five point three, so that's a pale ale. The IPAs that we make are between six and seven, eight. IPA. Between eight and nine are double IPAs. Anything above that I don't like, but yeah, I okay. mean those would be triples, I guess. I like it. I think that that's a double IPA, but I I just say and I very often eight percent is like, well that's IPA now. You know. Yeah, I think well Teresa, what's your eight percent beer called? Oh, it's definitely a double. You call it double yeah. two? I was I Eight is my cutoff. Okay. And I try I try to brew IPAs. Like, I don't make a 7.9% IPA. I'd make a seven, maybe seven and a half. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I do I do normally, like, a seven and okay. eight. I avoid nines like the plague. I don't know if you guys yeah. ever make a 9% IPA. We, what uh, is point no. nine anything? Why, would it, why do brewers <laughs> ever do the point nine? Yeah. Did they just um, fuck up on the brew no, day? No, I mean, you, you kind of have to... You actually have to call the alcohol percent within 0.2% of what it is. I see. So if you is really it down to brewed, 0.2 now? Yeah, it's 0.2. Oh, <laughs> Mac, um, everything's fine. Yeah. You nothing, to, nothing to see here. Yeah, not that you heard it from me. Yeah. I also yeah. have to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a numbers guy, so I want to make sure I'm like... Right, right. But, but I mean, you would call that an 8%. 
Right. Okay. Honestly. Like, yeah. But people don't. But they, some brewers list like you know seven point nine. Well, that's five point nine. They were seven point seven. And they went up to seven point nine. You'd be like, "Oh, let's make it seem cooler." I see. Where yeah, I think we, yeah. would, we, I mean, we'd probably call it seven seven. We have a seven eight on right now, and uh, it's ain't nothing but a sea thing. It's a sea salt IPA, hmm. and uh, it's a that that's a weird percentage for us, and we try to avoid that percentage. For hazy seven percent, anywhere in the seven percent range for hazies, we feel like is just like. Uh, just, because you either that. want it to be in the six or in the eight, yeah. Okay. I think that's a West Coast range for us. Yeah, yeah. okay. I mean, that's just me having too much respect for West Coast IPAs. I'm like, that's their territory. Let's keep that for them. Hazy's can be lower alcohol and more drinkable, and then you have eight percent doubles. And that then you have, have the thing. doubles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't think I don't think there's a home for. I don't know. That's just totally me. But yeah. I think um, kind of talking about style, I mean, we can get a whole tangent about the evolution of beer. If you think about it, beer has always been evolving. Since its conception, since we started making beer, sure. Uh, I mean, it started with porters and miles, and the, you know, miles were sour or not as sour as their their bitters. Um, is that how it goes? Something like that, and then and sure. we transitioned to pilsners, yeah. you know, which are blonde beers, and then we transitioned to everything else that we have now. And so, f- for us, yes, yeah, styles are there. Like I recognize them. I used to homebrew very stylistically and enter competitions sure. uh, and do very stylistic beers, but nowadays it's like. Why? It, it you don't just, worry too much about it. No, I really don't think about it. And I don't think your consumers do either. So. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah, nobody really cares. Well, so a BJCP judge. You said nobody, and, JP. And that yes. one you're guy. Nobody. And that Damn one it. guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry, JP. But yeah. No, that's fine. Because you're not wrong. And, and, right. that, and it sucks. For me personally, it just sucks. Well, it's just the evolution of beer. And and it's hard because there are very traditional styles that have not changed. And those beers are still there. But, like, the base concept of what beer is I mean, is it, changing. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I somehow getting agree to getting drug into that whole argument. but the, the and, and that's fine. When some breweries do that, that's totally fine. But the problem is when you get a market that's so hyper-saturated with people pushing boundaries that there are no traditional styles. Styles left for people like me, then it just makes me fucking bitter, and then I don't so, want to. And then I and then I turn away from craft beer. The only beers I have in my fucking fridge right now, to be one hundred percent honest, are Lucky Lager from Twenty First. Well, they, anyway, it's not from yeah, the yeah, fridge, yeah, but yeah. Lucky Lager and um, uh, uh, Sierra Nevada. Yeah. That's it. Traditional styles. That's all I'm after. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to explore or whatever because I don't know what I'm going to get. But here's mm-hmm. something. And it bothers me. Here's something that we've never talked about with, it, it, within this argument. Yeah. And that is, you would not have a career if it weren't for this stuff. In other words, what the fuck would we still be talking about after 15 years mm-hmm. if everybody was still just brewing classic styles all the time? So sure. even when we're disagreeing, even when we're yes. arguing about it, like literally the content that we have in on this radio show is is because of these things, because beer is evolving, because it's always evolving. Yeah. And I don't think that the Brewing Network would still exist. We would have had like a good five-year run, and then we would have covered all the styles, and then Andrew would come in, and we'd be like, tell us about your mild again. Yeah. And it'd be the same. You see what I'm getting at? Mm -hmm. Uh, So as much as you hate it, there's for for brewers too, not just our career, but for brewers, I think... Exist and are exciting 
because of this evolution. Well, a lot of it, I'm sorry, JP, but a lot of it's consumer driven too, right? Yeah. So if you think about what what kind of day and age we're in now where we've had social media take advantage of everything we do, it's, it's, you know, it's an obsession for a lot of people. It is taking over. And so people want picture worthy beers. And I agree with JP, uh, these beers aren't the most picture worthy, but for there's something nostalgic, there's something, there's something that triggers people that like, oh man, I really love this. I want to take a picture of this. Uh, maybe to show off, maybe to be cool, but maybe the beer's really that good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you do want to. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? In some cases, I think it must be. It, it has, has to, be. to be. Otherwise, it wouldn't. And in fact, there are some fads that went away really quickly because the beer wasn't that good. Right. So in certain cases, like hazy beer, it's clearly that good sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know. then uh, Pilsner must be the best ever because Pilsner <laughs> is making a giant comeback. So, actually, Agreed. our Amber Ales. Agree. Oh, God, really? Uh, yes. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of cycle going on. Sure. And, and, and that's so, a good thing. Yeah, and to your point, uh, yes, because I, 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 I feel like we even talked about this off air years and years ago. What do we do? I think all this stuff kind of changed. So yeah. now we, we have you know new breweries coming in that we can interview, not necessarily focusing on these type of beers, but it is a topic of conversation. But again, my and I don't I don't care so much. I mean, I'm always going to be angry about fucking everything. But the problem, what I really when it affects me mostly is at the when store. I, when you're at the store, when yeah. I go to a bar, and there's nothing that I want to drink because everybody's making these kind of beers. Right. But that's changing. Also, there are a lot of people. Brewing more traditional stuff. If it's a pale ale and and calmly hopped and proper um, uh, gravity or whatever, yeah, you're, you're fighting those that are that are like that now. That are actually like to the style instead of session IPAs, like Grenadier that we did with Firestone Walker, for That's example, right. our That's Pale Thirty One <laughs> clone, <laughs> which I just bought at Safeway yesterday. Um, I guess yes. so. I, so that's always been really my my hatred is that like the popularity of these beers force the beers that I enjoy off the menu, so then I don't go anywhere. So I'm just saying the so next your time fault. you're feeling angry inside as you're buying the beer at the store, yeah, remember that you can afford to buy that beer because, <laughs> because of all the other shit beers <laughs> that, right, that people that. are buying. That's right. That's we, a good Because we a have good, a show a because of it. That's true. That's I'm, I'm helping. If you are helping. <laughs> and I, I feel like Let me lay down on a, the couch first. Yeah, yeah. If you go to a beer bar and all they have is hazy IPAs, like, they're... You should you should tell the the beer buyer like Eric doesn't ask, listen yeah. to me. Wish. Eric doesn't right. listen. I agree. I'm kidding. Uh, I told you, Pasuti. I came into your bar one day and there were 13 IPAs on or some fucking thing. I was You're like, I was like shit. Teresa. That's never happened. Uh, you maybe eight. They you were sure you went to Crooked Lane? Yeah. She's like, we only have five tabs. It was whatever it was. It was ridiculous. And I said it to you. I was like Teresa. I'm oh not God, the complainer. That, that was probably the first time that it ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Your luck. I, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I see. I do have well, that. Apparently, you have to come back. Yeah. I've got like five fucking loggers on right. I can't. I'm, right not, I'm not crashing my RV on Crooked Lane again. I'm <laughs> never coming back. Uh, all right, I got to get us to a break. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, Can I say one thing real quick? No. Just based on that. Sorry, JP. Yeah. yeah. That's curation. I think. I think that is up to the beer buyer to say, "Hey, I want to go to this one brewery. I think Urban Roots in our area makes some of the best loggers in the region. Uh-huh. Crooked Lane, definitely. So if I were owning a beer bar, I would say, okay, I want a hazy IPA from these guys because everyone does something very well. I want a hazy IPA from these guys. I want a Pilsner from these guys. I want a Doppelbach from these guys. Yeah. And I want a Stout from these guys. Right. I agree with you. And and, yeah. and I think uh, there was a time, there was a, a, a moment in time, at least around here, where uh, that wasn't happening because the customer demand for hazy beers was so high 
just the same way that breweries had to brew it to make money. Beer bars had to do it to make money. That's right. what people wanted. It's all and, business. But we noticed yeah. that in Sacramento for a while. But yeah. it is it is shifting um, a, a lot. So I, I think that it, the 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 hype is sort of calming down, yeah. and people are like, oh well, like brewers. I need a fucking shift beer, dude. What the you know? What am I going to well, do? I think so that it's yes. Yeah, simultaneously, are loggers are coming back, even as hazies are, are still climbing. Yeah, it's so well, luckily peeling back a little bit, but uh, but there's more variety floating back to the surface now, and yeah. and uh, I'm I'm okay with that. Okay, as I have a fridge full of Celebration, which is six point eight percent IPA. <laughs> right. Two things that I fucking hate. But I already I, yeah. I already drank all of my Celebration that we the two cases that Same. I brought back from. Oh, you dropped so two because it was boy. so fresh yeah. and so good, and I've been so drunk uh, that I it's all gone. It's so good. Drank I, my last bottle the other night. I I had uh, four of my final six pack, and mm-hmm. then uh, Terrence's parents bought me a twelve pack for my birthday, and I was like, perfect. That's nice. great. Let's restock. Yeah, when I went to the Safeway, I didn't buy more because it was so fresh and so good. Yes. And then the Firestone mix pack was sitting next to it and it had our beer in it. Uh, and I was like, well, I have to buy that yeah, again absolutely. for the hundredth time. I'm buying all of the Grenadier. Is your fridge just full of Easy Jack? And the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I only drink. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let me take a quick break. And when we come back, more from Flatland Brewing Company. Hang in there. It's the session. Segmented. Demented. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to our sponsors. That's good of you to do that. That's why the show is free to you and not to me. That's right. Yeah. Don't forget it. All right, we are hanging out with Flatland Brewing Company. They're out of a little, little, not so little town anymore called Elk Grove, California. It's kind of a big town now. 175,000 people now. That's a lot of people. It's the second largest suburb of Sacramento. You opened at the right time. I think so. You know, yeah. good, good for you. I mean, hopefully you'll make money one day. One day. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before the break, we were talking about uh, beer styles, of course, and uh, doing everything we can to make fun of JP. Whoa! Um, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the one of your favorite, I mean, it's hard to even call it a style. One of the, your passions is sour beer. Yeah, category. And maybe. there's so many different. Yeah, so many different ways to to have a sour beer. Yeah. Um, so what what got you into sour beer to begin with? Sour beer. So um, honestly, just home brewing. I made uh, a couple kettle sours, and then I was really into like lambic style beers. Okay. And uh, lambics are like the single unblended ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Straight unblended. Yeah. Uh, well, they can be blended, I guess, but no matter what, they're not fruited. They're not. They're not like blended one, two, three. You know, different ages. Got they're it. Not, okay. That's what makes it goose, but they can be blended. Got it. Um, so yeah, I, I tried to make a couple of those with some Rosalaire pitches at home. You know, home brewing things and. Um, Oak cubes, and I got some some Vinny barrel cubes that I tried to reculture, and that was a fun project. And you got those at like a homebrew at a, a National Homebrewers Conference. Yeah, I remember Seattle. that year. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. was giving out bags oh, of those. It was great. You get cubes, and you. It get was yeah. All the homebrewers were so friggin' stoked about that. Oh, so you brewed them, with yeah. those. Okay. So I brewed with those, and I kept I kept adding culture to it. And then I, what I would do is take them out of the carboy, dry them, and then repitch them into my next beer, and that would be my culture for the next beer. Nice. Mm. And it worked. It worked pretty well. And um, I just kept that going and then 
That was I was going to do a sour only brewery, and I was like one barrel manageable. I can do all that, hmm. uh, but then really looking at time and space and thinking about that, <laughs> you think you're broke now. Yeah, way to go not doing that. Well, that's part of the reason why we're really broke now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, because we did invest pretty heavily. Well, I don't want to say invest heavily, but we did uh, invest into barrels and, okay. and sour stock and the whole thing. So you have a lot of barrels in your brew house now. We had. Had okay. Had. Okay. Yeah. You have a lot of planters. Yeah, exactly. It didn't. It didn't work out. The well, program. No, no, it worked out well. But um, we have. Well, so we made a mistake, and we actually took these long slabs of wood that were stored outside and made tables off the side of the barrel racks. You okay. know, kind of cool. You put your beer on there, whatever. Have a good time. We didn't know that those pieces of wood, since being stored outside, would actually have these thing called wood boring beetles. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 So they got in every one of our barrels. Oh, really? And they don't, what they do is they kind of bore in, they eat the wood, they lay their larvae on the outside, and then sometimes they go all the way in, they get shot out by beer. So we've walked in a couple times to where half a barrel is empty. Uh, And as you get acid all over the floor. There was one time a full barrel. Yeah. Empty. And you just can't get rid of them without because no. you'd have to use pesticides near a food product, basically. Even then, trying to track them down is near impossible. You oh, see, see a sawdust hole is what you see on the side of the barrel, and that's all you see. Wow. Yeah, and so we have... Um, F you, Sacramento. I know, I know. It. <laughs> so what we've been doing is we have two eight-barrel single-wall tanks, and we use those for sour blending tanks. We take four barrels, uh, you know, like wine barrels of sour beer, put them into that after the culture's had enough time to do what they need to do, and then uh, let them sit for a couple more months, get the cultures to know one another, and then we can bottle fruit, whatever we want from there. Okay. So we've been, and then taking those barrels and selling them off or, you know, planters or making planters or tables for us. Yep. So most of the aging you're saying is done in stainless? Is that what I'm hearing? You no, start in these? Oh, okay. The initial, so I'm sorry, the initial project was like, okay, we're going to do fermentation, primary fermentation in stainless, all secondary with mixed culture in barrel. Okay. And then we had, um, I mean, gosh, they've been going for almost three years. So they've been in wood for a long time, and I guess we've, we've pulled and rotated. And so probably okay. the oldest one that we've had in there is maybe two years now, maybe a year and a half. So we keep it rotating. But you had to get rid of that lot that was infested, but now you're good, and you're building it up again? Is that what's happening? We're still not good. You're still, still not dealing good. with it, because now we're full capacity. And just the logistics of, like, okay, plan a bottling day. Let's get bottles on here. Let's get all the fruit, re-fermentation tanks, and all that sort of stuff laid out. Okay. Um, not as easy as expected, and we're in more of a hurry than we ever have been. But uh, we also know that, like, these beetles can't do anything, as hideous as they are, mm. uh, and as destructive as they can be, they're not doing anything detrimental to the beer physically. Okay. And so we just take our time, get this uh, eight-barrel tanks empty, load four more barrels in, and then hopefully we'll be able to start fresh. What I want to do is take a little time off of barrel program. Mm have all the barrel stock we need to last us for about a year, and then let all those bugs die off for the next season, bring back new barrels, start fresh. Okay. That's yeah. how you'll deal with the yeah. problem, ultimately. Yeah. And in the meantime, we can make some really badass stainless mixed culture beer, too. Okay. That's what we've been having fun with, is all mixed culture stainless. But this one in my glass is from the barrels. That, that is, is from barrels, barrels. Yeah. yeah. And so, so this is called Unwritten Stories, right? Yep. I haven't tasted it yet, but it smells amazing. Yeah, we're really happy with this beer. This uh, took a bronze over at the Craft Beer Cup um, in, in Long Beach. And um, I don't want to call oh, it Lambic because yeah. it's not Lambic. It's not made in that process. It's sure. not treated in that way. But it is a blended barrel of sour beer. So all the barrels came from different sources, uh, most of them from cake bread and uh, Napa. And then uh, different two different golden sour bases. Base, similar recipe, but different pH. We're trying to play with different pHs and see what that does with head retention and, and the rest of it. And then um, kind of let them sit there for a little while. And then I think 
did one of the barrels get aged hops? I think one of the barrels had some aged hops in it. Mm. Um, but there's no fruit in this? No fruit in this at all. No. Because it has like a nice mm. like apricot uh, flavor to it uh, in the aroma, too. Yeah. It is definitely sour, which I like. I like my yeah. stuff on the sour side. Um, Brett in there, too? Like, yeah. Because there's like a... The Brett is subtle, but perfect for the amount of sourness you have. Yeah. So I listen to a lot of uh, you guys and obviously Sour Hour, and they're saying mm-hmm. that... IBUs Don't are a big factor of uh, of uh, Britannomyces production. So if you want more Britannomyces character, then hop more. Okay. And so we're kind of heading toward that direction where I feel like our culture is developed enough to where we can, we can develop acid now. We just need to get character out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's kind of the direction we're heading toward now with the stainless barrel-aged sours. I'm sorry, stainless sours, non-barrel-aged. But, yeah, this is, uh, this is fun, man. This is, um, this is a great beer. Yeah, it's been in bottle for... Eight months, probably. It took a little while to bottle condition, fully developed. And um, I'm, I'm in love with this thing. It has acid. It's got that really lime, skittle sort of character. Yeah. Oh, skittle's a great uh, term. Yeah, yeah. We, we I like candy. I But I think you're <laughs> right. Like, once you said that, it, it instantly showed up on my palate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like where it's, you know, it's getting your... Yeah, that part that, like, hurts the back bath. there when you first like, start to, yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's PDO, too. I think um, a lot of breweries don't mess with PDO, and I think it definitely adds, like, another dimension to sour beer. Mm. And I don't think Lambics would be what they are without PDO. Okay. Of course, they're in check and acetic. I think uh, we were just talking about this a little bit ago. I think acetic acid definitely has its place in sour beer, where if it's on a very light, subtle edge, it adds dimension to it. Sure. And adds uh, more of, like, an, uh, a dynamic acid profile. So that's kind of what we're shooting for. We don't want like acetic bombs, and and we've had those, yeah. and we've dumped those, and yeah. we've actually had. A, we've we, all tasted those. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. Your, not yours, but no, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. yeah. We had a weird upright project for a while that uh, picked up more acetic than our actual closed barrels. Oh, okay, last longer for four, than four hours. Cause <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plenty, plenty of oxygen for acetic. But yeah, uh, we had one beer earlier. We're like, yeah. Great beer. It has that quality of a culture that we want. And then we, we found a bottle of our collab with a brewery in Davis called Dunlow. Mm. Uh, middle of somewhere else, it's an apricot, peach, uh, dry hop with galaxy mixed culture sour. Okay. That was all stainless. And then we got into that beer. We're like, oh, my gosh, this is the culture that we love, that smell, that skittle, that lime. Yeah. It's just nice, clean sour. Yeah. But then we went back to this other beer, and we're like, all right, there's a touch of acetic, but we don't hate it. I, so I agree with you. I, I've never hated the acetic. Uh, of course, there was a little time there where every sour beer in America had way too much of it. Yeah. But I've never hated it, and I think it's a nice character in this beer. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really subtle in this one. Uh, this one didn't get too much oxygen exposure, but it's there, and I think that's what makes it Lambic-like. Mm. Again, I'll never call my beers Lambic or anything like that. It's too much respect. But Lambic-ish. Yeah, Lambic-ish. That's a good name. <laughs> but honestly, you know, I grew up on Flanders Reds and Flanders Browns because Golden Showers sure. back when I started homebrewing, even, what, 10 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. They they weren't really there. Yeah, you know you'd have uh, do a goose tilk in and and some really cool funky stuff like that and Cancion, but to have a, a, an Americanized golden sour near impossible. You know? yeah. yeah, it just didn't exist. At least not that I found. This has the complexity of a great Belgian made sour beer, man. I think because it has a little bit of the acetic. I think because it has that pedio. I think because it has some brett. Yeah. It's really complex. Yeah, you know what I think sort of takes over the edge is. There's a mouthfeel. There's mm. a heaviness to it. There's a weight to yeah. weight to it on your palate. Yeah. Um, there's a texture. And I think a lot of American sour beers aren't 
like that. They're, Maybe a little too dry, th- even thin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this doesn't have that. It, it's it is it is chewy almost. Not mm-hmm. I don't it's like a stout or whatever, but there is a there's a heft to that sort of mid palate malt character. Yeah. Which your, I appreciate a lot. Yeah. What is the base beer? Did you tell us that? Budweiser. So, yeah, yeah. We just <laughs> re-fermented. Beachwood age, <laughs> yeah, we're ladies not and gentlemen. Fairfield, so we just get their overstock. Yeah. yeah. No, so this is a, a four-grain saison recipe. Uh, it is wheat, well, obviously two-row. Or did we use Pilsner? I think we used Pilsner on this one. There may have been Pilsner, yeah. Yeah, Come Pilsner. On. Come on, guys. I know. Gosh, this is only four years Christ. ago. It's, it's, obvious. Obvious. it's a barrel out of time, boys. Yeah. You can't yeah. even remember that. <laughs> no. no, I don't even remember what I did Monday. Oh, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, oats, re- wheat, rye, and, uh, and two-row. Okay. And um, it's a pretty small percentage of all the others, but just enough to build up body like JP is saying. Yeah, maybe the oats and the rye are helping yeah, with that, Yeah, but, you right? know, I think uh, a lot of the body is coming from Britannomyces, the glycerol production that it has uh, yeah. during its fermentation process. And if you, I think if you find the right strains, which uh, we like, Brexlensis and um, Classinii, I think both of those kind of put out a decent amount of glycerol. And so it adds body while Is this weird to out. say that like that same slime that would be on the slime. top of this beer during its souring is what disappears into like this glycerol you're saying? You know, that's above my pay grade. Okay, um, yeah. Which doesn't mean much, but... Because, yeah. right, there's always like this cake on the top in, to begin with. Yeah, it's called a pellicle. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I like cake. Yeah. yeah, I love cake. Too. It makes me hungry. Yeah, candy and cake. I wish yeah. it was like cake. But yeah, when but you it's look gross. At it, it's kind of horrifying. Yeah, it, it is. Like but it's kind of slimy and thick yeah. and weird. You know, and and that does sort of dissipate a little bit. And of course, you get more of it during oxygen exposure. So we actually don't see too much in our barrels, although we do see a little bit. Okay, uh, it does definitely have a pellicle. Um, but I think it's just part of the Britannomyces metabolism. I think it just kind of throws out glycerol as part of its byproduct. I see. Okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, that's gotta, there might be something there to mm. the pellicle. Is this beer still for sale at your brewery? No, or this is no, like an old. Yeah. We were like, oh, no one's going to buy this. No one cares about uh, non-fruited barrels. We've, we, we've sold that before it won the award at the summit. Really? Yeah, so okay. Yeah. So we have we have a few cases yeah. of breweries. So if like you know we get some cool people come by, I'm like hey, try this, try this. I mean, you could have just if it wasn't selling, just don't say not fruited because you easily could have answered, oh yeah, sure, there's some apricot in there. Yeah, I mean, that's I think, what you taste. I think if you compare this to uh, some great peach apricot beers that are out there in our region, I think um, yeah, it stands right they're with it yeah like if, if those beers are aged out right yeah right the so you almost, you almost get like bit. the skin tannin mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of thing or like the seed tannin like that whole kind of thing but yeah and that's a very good beer it is and it's yeah, the yeah. so i've said this on the show before it's so drinkable you know in in belgium you you can actually get that that style of beer in a pint glass oh god I would because kill. it's so drinkable right that it dries it just makes you thirsty again that beer has that quality yeah yep. it's not so sour that it makes you want to chill out it's so it's it's so sour that it makes you want to drink more. Right. It makes you thirsty. Well, honestly, I get like a little bit of wood tannin on the very back end. Mm-hmm. It kind of like tickled your teeth a little bit, and I think that also adds a little drying effect to where I get you know, it straight through. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. From where I'm tasting it from beginning to end, which is sort of odd. Also, it's like just this this direct line from start to finish mm. that's there, but not overpowering in any way. And yeah. I sort of finish with that too. And it's not charred. It's not toasted. It's just it's sort of lightly toasted. It's very interesting. I feel like this is the most annoying part of our show for our listeners. Is when we just reiterate the <laughs> same shit. No, when we're talking about this about amazing this beer that nobody else gets to try, right. and we just keep talking about how good it is in all the different parts, and they're like, yeah, we get it. It's fucking amazing. You know, what happened to, like, Smell-O-Vision? I feel like <laughs> didn't that someone never... in Japan in, like, the 90s develop something like that? So yeah. in, in 20 or 30 years, yeah. we're going to be able to just punch this in so. the computer. We're ahead of and, our time. Yeah. 
So listeners at home, get your lime skittle and like put in a little glass of tiny bit of vinegar. There you go. Yeah, (laughs) tiny tiny bit. Of course, yeah, one drop of vinegar, three parts Sauvignon Blanc. That's got to say a little shot, a little Sauvignon. Yeah, I didn't even get the lime skittle thing when you said it. I was like, oh. Because you sort of took it from this place to like lime skittles. I'm oh, like, lime skittles uh, are I got it. The second no. he said, I wouldn't have used that descriptor, but the moment he said it, I went, "Oh yeah, there it Smell is." Smell your empty glass too. You get uh, right. some more um, of the wood toasty. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Smells yeah. like an empty barrel, like a medium. What toast was this? Like it was medium, medium plus. Toast? Yeah, yeah it's medium, medium plus. plus. Right. And so these Which are is the best medium plus Hungarian oak. Oh. Sexy. Forget about it. Sexy. Well, no, I'm talking about the oak, not me. Oh, I was talking about you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so speaking That's of oak, totally, oak. totally different topic. You guys need your own show, the two of you. <laughs> we should, yeah, maybe. It would not go well. There's a love <laughs> connection. Yeah. But I, Amberana would. Have you guys ever heard of Amberana? I wish oh, I've seen oh some gosh. of her videos online, I'm but I'm not. Obsessed. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. Yeah, it wasn't oh, really. No, no I'm likes kidding. A lot of, smokes. Never seen her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh her. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, Amberana Wood is incredible. Uh, that, that's what our, is Amberana Wood? It's a Brazilian hardwood okay. uh, from Brazil. <laughs> and it, uh, they make casks out of it, but getting up here in the States yeah. can be uh, difficult and expensive. Sure. Okay. Um, against the Grain had a beer at GABF that we tasted that was like, wow, what the fuck is this? Yes. This is incredible. Okay. And yes. it has all the characters of like, like an adjunct stout with just wood. It's Amberana wood. It's cinnamon, it's nutmeg, ginger. Wow. Yeah, cocoa, vanilla. It has like all these really cool characters. So but we're going to start. Just in the wood. Yeah, we're going to do an Imperial Stout Asian whiskey barrels pretty soon. And we have Amberana chips is what we have found. Where did you get those? Um, I Well, so Drake's say, actually. Drake's told us. Okay. The barrel program. Yeah. They were one of the that first Amberana like wood barrel-aged beers that we they had. They would be, too. They, okay. they used, I think, spirals in this one. I don't know. Have you ever had their Robocito Porter? Yeah. Yes. That's so they took that. that with Amberana. Okay. And we had it at a uh, beer pairing and beer pairing competition that we had at the barn in Sacramento. Yeah. And to let us taste that, we're just like... It kind of blew your mind. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, and I've been on yeah. the hunt since, and I found two other beers. And then Whistlepig Whiskey, they have this really badass um, mm. small batch that they did in Amberana casks. And my brother is a big whiskey head. And so we, uh, we he bought 12 bottles. And so we were drinking it, like, Sunday Jeez. morning, watching football. It tastes like cinnamon French toast, just straight wow. whiskey. I'm like, dude, this this could be something. So Apparently, you're using it now, like, waiting for the beer to come out? It is on order. Oh, okay, got Apparently it. Apparently some people are, are uh, aging cachaça in it. Yes, that's that's what they that use would be in Brazil, cachaça, yeah. yeah. What is cachaça? It's like uh, sort of like a, re- it's a rum-ish kind sugar, of thing. Sugar cane yeah. spirit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Brazilian. It's a little funky. Got yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'm looking well, that's right exciting. Now. We'll have to try that when you come back next yeah, time. Am- sure. Amberana. A-M-B-U-R-A-N-A. That's the new thing, kids. All right. All right. Next glass. Uh, beer in our glass, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Easy you. like Sunday morning. Yeah, one of my favorite songs. Good song. You can buy yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Jesus so this is a... Um, uh, well, so what we did during Beer Week last year, so back in May, I think is when Beer Week was. Well, you get a whole week now? What the fuck? I know, huh? It's we're, actually we, 10 days. It's it, almost yeah. two weeks. We're yeah. that cool. Yeah. So <laughs> we we made we did this competition. We got this wort supplied by Gambrinus. Well, we made the wort. They supplied the malt. Mm. And then BSG helped out. White Labs gave us yeast. And we did a homebrew-like competition. Mm. So we made all the wort. We gave it away to homebrewers. They take it home. They bring it back in, and they, they ferment it out, and then we judge it. It was about 70, 
We did like 70 carboys that went out, and I think okay. in total we got 45. No, entries. no. And we went out. 120 went out. Oh. 75 went back. So wow. we judged 75 beers. That's yeah. a lot of beer. Oh. Yeah, all in one night, too, which is part of Well, some were pretty easy to eliminate, but a lot of them, <laughs> yeah. like the top five. Yeah. yeah. The top <laughs> five were phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. We were kind of worried for a second, and then before we knew it, we had 15 beers left. We're like, it, we've been here at 20 minutes. Isn't that yeah. the thing now? You're either an awful home brewer or you're f- you make phenomenal beer. Now? I feel like there's not a lot of middle ground. Well, where it used to be, you're just an awful home. Brewer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just feel like there was more middle ground before, and now you're either new and suck, or you're oh. just amazing, and you should be a pro brewer. Yeah. So we have we have uh, the Elk Grove Homebrewers Guild, which is uh, just a, a homebrew group club. Yeah. Not just they're they're more than that, but um, they are the best homebrewers I think I've ever met. Uh, there's some really cool brews coming out of that, that 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 group. Okay. So they dropped off some, and they 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 did well. But the winner of this competition was this guy, Josh Young. And so we brewed this beer, and he was like, ah, I don't know what to do. I'm on vacation. How about we do a double IPA? I'm like, no, let's give it some time, whatever. So he thought about it, and he was like, my wife's favorite dessert is the peanut buster parfait at Dairy Queen. Okay. <laughs> like, how can we put that in a beer? I'm like, and you're like, fuck you, is what is how. We're picking another winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're doing a blonde ale, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to yeah, rename our beer. Yeah, you've been DQ'd. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't that you were brewing. Um, the beer that he won the competition with. He wins the competition and then gets to pick a beer. That would yeah. be a good name. Um, he won with a beer to guard. He won with a beer to guard. And, oh, wow. and, then, and then you're like, sweet, this is going to be cool. Easy. And then he comes up with this shit. Well, honestly, I didn't want a beer, uh, beer to guard. As much as I love beer to guard, okay. the way the word was crazy. Um, I love Gambrinus. I think they're great, and uh, they'll sponsor us anytime, and we love that. Yeah. But the malt was way more characterful than I expected. It was okay. just their their two row pale malt, and it was red and uh, had just more character than I expected. And we did we did ninety three percent base malt, seven percent Munich, and it was just really red. Yeah. And okay. Beardegard was a great style for it because I think he pulled it off well, and he added some honey, just like a really clean ferment, really nice mm-hmm. bells and quality, just a really beautiful beer. Okay. So, but he chose this beer, and did he have the recipe, or he gives you this Dairy Queen parfait thing and says, you do it? It was more of an idea. It was a concept. And okay. I'm like, okay, well, we have this great stat recipe that will play well for this whole thing. And we tweaked it here and there, got rid of some more roast malt, and um, here it is. So this is our peanut buster parfait, if, if Dairy Queen allows that. It's a great beer. Yeah, not, probably not, but they're not, well, they don't listen. So easy like Sunday morning is our, is sure. our loophole. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not saying. It smells like uh, the way I remember walking into like Lord's ice cream in Livermore, like local. Kind of and it's it smells like just the a mix of all of the different sort of ice cream waffle cone smells that you sure. walk into like a small place. Mm-hmm. But mint chocolate chip ice cream. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite ice cream. So that's yeah. usually what I get. So like mint chocolate chip ice cream in a waffle cone in that environment. All of those right. confectionery smells with the, the kind of crispness of a mint. With the deepness of the chocolate that you're eating, like that whole sensory, I'm like eight years old and yeah. ice cream right now. I don't disagree with the Just word you smelling said. Smelling it. So that's again, delicious. that's mission accomplished for us, right? And, yeah. and again, I, when I came in here, I'm like, we don't make beers for JP, but no. if we can take people to a place, then mission accomplished, right? Flavor profile doesn't matter the beer style, doesn't matter what you're drinking. Right. If you can have a memory 
Because we're our, our brains are so powerful, right? We have sense memories that just grab onto things. Now, that association, you know not, yeah, yeah, of course. And so I think if we can take JP to a place where he's walking in the Lord's when he's eight years old, like yeah, I'm surprised he's not sobbing right now. I know, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm but, sobbing, but you can't see it. Yeah, I mean that's 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 all we need, right? So if we can just take people to places with beer, I mean that's that's all we can fucking do. That's, sure. I'm happy with that. So what is in it that's giving it all of what JP just described? Because okay, I so cannot do better than he the, just the, did. The stout recipe is is I don't want to say straightforward, but it's kind of. Forward. How many malts are in there? Like it's probably nine. Ooh. Yeah, it's probably the most complex recipe. That How homebrewer of you? Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about nine. the brew day on this beer because it's absolutely <laughs> oh, terrible. Yeah. But I'm glad the, the memory that out. it takes you to is not good, like JP's. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, just a bunch of different different malts. We use Marisotter base, and then. Um, Gosh, Munich wheat, um, pale chocolate, dark chocolate from Brice, uh, Patagonia, um, Perla Negra. Okay, but there's adjuncts, too. Yes, there's okay. yes, yes. So, vanilla beans. Because I'm like, you're going to blow my mind if you were like, nope, <laughs> no, we did no, it yeah. all with malt. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's like, hands down, brewery of the year. <laughs> yeah, and Barana wood, man. Yeah. No, so this is vanilla beans, uh, Veracruz Mexican vanilla beans, and then we use PB2 peanut butter. And then, uh, what am I missing here? The uh, wait, what is PB two? Yeah, it's a it's a it's like it's PB one like oiled powdered yeah, peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, so you could is. use it. I yeah, see. Yeah. Okay. And we did a post fermentation. We did we we pasteurized it in a brink, a yeast brink, and then injected it, and then moved the beer over. I want the consistency of like tomato soup, is what they say. Okay. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Looks like tomato soup. Let's can shoot do it in the that. Fermenter. I see. Okay. I don't even. I, I I get a little bit of the peanut butter, but I I feel like it's almost. Jagged, it almost—it's pointy, like the the nuttiness okay. kind yeah. of at the end. It's like, eh, like here's this perfectly round balloon, and then here's a thing and stabbing it sticks out. out? It. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, so, in, it, in case you cared, well, is it I, like I, a unicorn balloon, or did it pop the balloon? It's like a unicorn balloon. Like a unicorn balloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the horn's still sticking out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think. The peanut butter is definitely there. It's presence. I yeah. mean, you can't miss it. I think it's in the nose. It smells like a Snickers bar to me. If you were to melt a Snickers bar down into a liquid form, yeah. that's exactly what it smells like. I don't get a lot of I don't get a lot of peanut butter in the nose because I, I think all the chocolate really is dominant for me. I I must have good sort peanut butter of. okay because I get all the nose really? to me Lots is like butter. a peanut butter Girl Scout cookie. It's like yeah. uh, it's like a Reese's Pieces. Can't wait for Girl Scouts. On, right? Melted yeah. on top of a cupcake, a chocolate cupcake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. JP touched on a big point, the, the cocoa nibs. Yeah, I did. So, meow. So there is this um, a really badass like chocolatier up in Roseville, which is about 40 minutes north of where we are. And it's called Crew Chocolates. I'm going to give them a shout-out. So they are a pretty much home-based chocolatier. They okay. won awards pretty much. Uh, they're winning awards all over the world now. And they make the best coconut hams ever smelled. I had a, uh, the privilege of going there, taking a tour. Again, it's through their house. So, like, it's showing me all these yeah. really cool things. Here's the bathroom on the left. Well, yeah. it, it, it really took me. So, going back to time and place, right? They took me to. It made me feel like I was in South America. Okay. My family was running around. She was cooking food, but she's like the main inspiration for the Chocolatier Company. And it was just like so humbling. Like, man, we're doing it all wrong. Like, this is what it's about. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it was a great experience. And then tasting the chocolate in all its different forms. From mm-hmm. raw cocoa to its processing to in the in a porter pestle, uh, was that mortar pestle? Yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, depends on where you are. Yeah. And then yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, South America, everything's backwards, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then tasting it, I'm like, man, these coconuts are super legit. So we put them. We did um, Haitian and oh gosh, I can't remember. He's gonna oh, Honduran. Yeah, coconuts and hmm. smelling them, eating them. 
I never thought Coke and Nips could taste as good as they did. Okay. And then putting them in the beer, it changed this beer 100%. I believe it that. It rounded yeah. all the roast off. It changed everything about the beer. And how, it was long, a, wow. how long did you have them in for? Maybe a week. Really? Like, yeah. That's it? Five days? Not six even. days? Really? Wow. It was that potent. And we the did best. Well, technically, we say cacao nibs. Yeah, cacao. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm lazy to sure. say cocoa nibs. Yeah. Sure. But, um, yeah, the best chocolate character we've ever received. In a short time. I, yeah, I'm surprised because, like, I'll, I'll, I like to leave nibs on for, a, like, two months minimum because you get that initial burst of chocolate, and then you start getting the tannins and the deeper shit out of there. It's like oak cubes. This has so a burst four of chocolate. For a stout, it's like it's amazing. It's no, so I, deep and complex. Depends what you're going for, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Right. If you're going for chocolate... I think I think yeah. we found the sweet spot of like five to six days, mm-hmm. and so, we did one pound per barrel. Uh, that was my question. Boom! Yeah. You're answering. I'm yeah. a mind reader as well. Yeah. Hugo, did you try this beer? I had that did pound you per barrel. Pour yourself some. Yeah. You should try this beer. I think you'll like it. It's really good. Yeah, and it's eleven percent, so it is terrifyingly drinkable. Eleven wow. percent. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't this, like that because I want to drink all of it. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's you very should. Beer. You should drink yeah. all of it. Did you guys bring like three bottles? No. Well, we it's draft right now. Oh, we have this on draft right now. Pour JP a pint. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sick, and, and an Uber. I'm, Here, sick. I'm, not, want I'm, I'm not sick if you want to try mine. Uh, yeah, I think you'll like this beer. Yeah, so we're pretty stuck on this beer. I'm even usually I would go, oh, it's a great dessert beer, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's not just that. It, it's actually, it's a little more complex than that. It's also not so sweet that it's just a dessert beer. Yeah. I mean, it's sweet. Don't get me wrong. It has a sweetness, but it's not yeah. sweet. Agreed. Right? Yeah, that. So so no, it's like a mid meal beer. It's an appetizer beer. Yeah. It does. It's not just a dessert beer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I it's, wish it's, I could taste it with just the chocolate. Like if you take the peanut butter out. That's what I want. I want the peanut butter amazing. out. Maybe a little barrel aging. I don't want any of that. I want exactly yeah. like it is. Why no. would you take the peanut butter out? The peanut like butter it. is great. It's fine. It is great, but I really want to taste this chocolate by itself. Well, I, yeah, I think I think smelling. honestly, like a lot of the. Have you even sipped it yet? <laughs> all of the ingredients <laughs> are just living in it. Yeah, all the ingredients She's are great, just, like, and then mainlining it. The peanut butter is just kind of like lesser quality than everything else. I disagree. Yeah. To me, the but it depends on what you're. Going for like Andy yeah. said, it depends on what you're up for. To me, the peanut butter Very ties it together. Statements. It would just be kind of a chocolate bomb without some nuttiness. That's to what it. I want. You want a chocolate yeah. bomb? I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, stay tuned, JP, because uh, we're actually taking the same base beer yep. and doing seven different variants of it. Wow. So well, actually, that's a lie. Five because two are gonna be barrel aged. Yeah. Okay. I want it in a milkshake. It's good, right? Yeah. You can you can yeah. turn it into a dessert for sure, but it's just a great all around sipper. Yeah. Instead yeah. of our next uh, beer slushy, we'll do a, a beer milkshake. The, yeah, for, for Bevo, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just for you. you got to come up, though. Yeah, the catch up. is she yeah. has to make them. She has to work the bar <laughs> right. for them. Right. So, sorry, seven variations of this yes. same? Yeah, so okay. we're doing uh, on the Saturday. So we're doing it at our place. We're doing it at one other tap room up in Sacramento, which I can't mention unless I mention others. But okay. So oh, yeah. it's a very famous, great, yes. um, yeah, it's on the Capitol Court. Or, I don't even say that. But So um, <laughs> it's a great, Nobody it's a great, listens to this show. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great tap room, and we love them. And so they, they invite us to do this um, Black Flannel Friday, because we do a lot of flannel at the brewery, and we have this beer called Flannel Shirt, which the Imperial, sorry, I'm sorry, Session Stout. Okay. That's been adjuncted with coffee, vanilla, flannel jackets is the big brother. Um, and then so we're doing this thing with the same base beer. We're doing cranberry orange peel on one. We're doing cocoa vanilla maple on another. Okay. Nice. Back up. you got to give the names. Yeah, also oh. take, a, just <laughs> take a minute. Because Breathe. everyone listens to this show at one and a half times speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, I also no talk fast and mumble, so this yeah. is really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the, let's start with this. The first name we have is Unholy Cannoli. 
And it is nice. a cannoli-inspired imperial stout with hazelnuts. Cannolis are cannolis. Italian, JP, if you didn't know. The, oh, I, forget about <laughs> it. Forget, forget about, about it. it. Forget about it. So, yeah, it's we a have friend of mine. Coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, ha- Holiday Hangover is the other one that we just came up with yesterday. And nice. that is, well, I can't take any credit for that. That's all Eric. Um, and that is Orange and Cranberry. Okay, good name. Uh, Grandma's Favorites, also Eric's name. With um, this base beer, just to clarify. With this base beer. Okay. All right. Yep, that is going to be one of those chocolate candy cordials, you know, that you bite into, and they're almost like too rich and sweet. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. so we're going to try to do that. Chocolate cherry. Yeah, chocolate yep. cherry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that'll lose Cop- uh, next. <laughs> I have Cop- a list right here. Yeah, do you have it? Go for it. Yeah. Do it. So you already said Grandma's Favorite. Uh, you already said Holiday Hangover and Unholy Cannoli. We have Fat Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Fat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. That, that has more peanut butter in it than this one. It's a banana yeah, peanut, peanut butter. Banana peanut butter. Bacon and honey. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and quaaludes. Bacon and honey. And quaaludes. Yeah. <laughs> Please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, coffee and donuts, which is just coffee, maple, vanilla. Right. Okay. okay. That'll be good. That'll be good. And then uh, another one's all about that base. Very nice. Which is the based out. Yes. Okay. That's going to be yeah. the traditional based out, which I thought the name was hilarious. That's that a good is. name. Yeah. yeah. We're missing a couple names no on this trouble. list. But you can just yeah, call it no trouble. Well, don't yeah. give them all uh, out now. I mean, you got to surprise That's true. People. you gotta, you got to work for it. You don't yeah. want to get stolen here. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to be doing that same event at Arbury on Saturday after Black Friday. So, we'll have at least seven, possibly eight, because we're going to have flannel jacket on, which is the coffee, vanilla, imperial stout base. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. That's a good Friday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a good way to kind of get rid of people and after the whole shopping fanatics. That, right. You know, it's like, I don't want to be around people, but I just want a bunch of stout and just get hammered. Yeah. yeah Here's a go. bunch of 11% stout. Yeah, we're going to have Ubers just, like, ready to go. That's a good idea. Yeah. Partner with Uber. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great beer. If you care. These are all great beers. Well, thank uh, you. You guys are doing good work here. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to be here, man. Like well, I, I said, I'm a, I'm a huge listener. I'm a huge fan. And to be here now, it's just coming full circle. So I appreciate the. Uh, the oh time. man, thanks for saying that. I'm, I'm happy to have you. I'm glad the beer doesn't suck because then I feel like we <laughs> maybe are part. Like we would be at fault if you've been listening. I since, would blame you too since before you were. Yeah, most people yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, the beer is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to say the sour beer is my fave. I had a feeling, yeah, because I mean, you, we I think we have a similar palate just based on what I hear from you and. Um, you know, we try to make sour beer to where it's acidic, but it's not undrinkable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't even drink a lot of sour beer anymore. Well, the, I went through that phase where mm-hmm. I was like, just give me everything sour. Yep. And now I'm super picky about it. So, like, if the rare barrel's on tap, I'll have a glass. Yeah. Um, if I see a new brewery sour... It has to kind of be the brewer telling me to drink it or, or a friend. I just... In other words... I kind of avoid them a little bit because Welcome. I have like a narrow window of yes. what I love. I love this one. I would drink this one every day. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's I wish right we had in... enough for you. Actually, we do have some kegs. Uh, I think we have like three or four kegs that are keg condition that we should probably partition off. And yeah, and I think up, but... there's still a few more bottles of that one. Okay. Yeah, actually, yeah, we we brought four in. There so, are three more, in fact. So wow. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. All man. right. Well, sorry, JP. For what? There's only three more. (laughs) (laughs) No, really, really good. And then uh, this last one, the Easy Like Sunday Morning, uh, it's a close second, actually. And and I never pick a sweet beer as my favorite, but I think it's because what you and I both were saying, Andrew, that it's 
it's sweet but not right uh and, that, and that's what i really like about yeah. it it has all of those characteristics of a sweet beer without the shitty sweetness that's true you know you should put uh some cream cheese powder in it call it cheesy like sunday morning <laughs> Ooh, and then that'd be good yeah. that would be pretty yeah. max okay. like done <laughs> yeah done gotcha. and yeah. done perfecto well you, I got to take a break, but you guys want to hang out for the last segment? Fuck yeah, man. I mean, we're just going to dick around a little bit. Yeah. Is that all yeah. right with you? Oh, sounds yeah. like a good time. Uh, let me see. It's not really, but we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Folks at home, go to flatlandbrewingco.com. Flatlandbrewingco.com if you want to learn more about these folks. Um, they have a really nice looking tasting room. I saw some photos on there about that. Um, you can uh, learn about all the beer they do. They got some nice merchandise on there. Oh, a little merchandise. Um, yeah, they have. A, you can. I always like going to the about pages of. Oh uh, no, we just put that on there too. So much shit has changed on there. Andrew, your about is a run-on sentence. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Weird. It's I, like he voice texted it. I did. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I talk. It's so perfect. It's, yeah, yours is. A, and then Mac like bar- Mac's like an afterthought. He's at the bottom and like barely got a sentence. That was all him though. I, I asked, "Hey, dude, I need, a, I need a." I did not write my own description for that website. I'm giving you a better. Time. Title right now. I'm not. I'm actually out of the tap room now, so this website needs to be updated. Okay. Like I said, no longer any kind of. You guys just did it. I've so served, already. I've served my time in the tap room. He's also wearing flannel in his photo on the website, as you as you mentioned. You guys Flannel's like a Andrew. big name. So. They have they have like rad flannel swag. Oh, I, nice. I have swag envy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. Oh, you've I, got one right there. I feel like we sell more merchandise than we do beer sometimes. Well, but I feel like we're a retail. You know, in some you, ways, like, that's not a bad thing. No, no, it's good. It's we good. have we have so much beer and we have no merch. Oh, ever. you gotta switch it. Yeah. 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 Limit beer to create scarcity. And then put a bunch of merch out there. Be like, <laughs> oh, I went here shirt. one time. Yeah, no scarcity yeah. of merch. Yeah. Make it all <laughs> available. Uh, go to flatlandbrewingco.com and uh, and check it out and learn about these guys. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and yes. we'll come back, and we'll dick around a little more. Hang in there. Thank it's you. the session. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the Central Coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? All right, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. we got a couple things left to do here. Yeah. So We're still hanging out with the, still hanging out with the Flatland fellas. Right. Oh, hey. Yeah. Mainly because... They're too big for us to push out of the door. Right. Yeah. I know yeah, I've drank a lot of beer in my time. I'm sorry. Yeah. We just learned that uh, Andrew used to work in security, so now we're a little afraid. Yeah. I did, I did one gig yeah. for, for Lionel Richie. Well, that one time. Yeah. That one arm, time. He'll it was worth a good story. Yeah. I was a bouncer for like six months. Yeah. I got my ass kicked all the time. Like, <laughs> like no one would listen to me. But I got, pe- I literally got pepper sprayed once. Oh, really? Uh, oh, really? Uh, I, I was not I intimidating at all. No, it's. I was broke. I was a musician. It's a bar I used to play at, and they were like, "If you want to like sit at the door a couple nights a week," I was like, "Yeah, I need that." Yeah, it was not my not my gig. No, yeah. Abernathy's. Do you remember oh, Abernathy's? Yes, I do. It was a dive bar in Walnut Creek yes. that doesn't exist anymore. No, for a good reason. Yeah. It was a great place. Yeah. I wasn't a good bouncer. You had one gig as a security guard? I had guard? one gig, yeah. It, it, I mean, and who did you secure? 
Oh, boy. Well, I really did nothing, but I tried to secure Lionel Richie and Ashton Kutcher. Lionel Richie? Yeah. <laughs> the, Which, what a headline. Were they performing <laughs> together? What no, was no. this gig? <laughs> it, was a, it was at Facebook in San Francisco, and they were doing a launch party for something. I didn't even know what it was. Okay. And uh, Lionel Richie was singing, so I, I met him backstage and then escorted him up front and then kind of secured the stage, I suppose. Yeah, um, okay. And then Ashton Kutcher did like a meet and greet sort of thing. I where see. He was just like signing autographs, but... I kind of failed, and um, three three women busted past me. Right. They were bigger than I was. I mean, you can't fight <laughs> off women in between you and Ashton Kutcher. No, no, I got squashed. Uh, how was Lionel cool or what? Oh, the coolest. He was? Yeah, he, he was just the most humble, coolest guy I think I've ever met. And nice. Just like, you know, you kind of get starstruck a little bit, so sure. you lose words. I've had that happen. Yeah, so you just shake his hand and be like, ugh. Yeah. And that was it. I did the same thing. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, it's nice to meet you. Let me just touch your dick. Like, whatever. <laughs> and I was so, like, sure, you can if you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Ashton? I met him. He was cool. He um, he wasn't he wasn't the most friendly. I think. Right. Uh, well, you just failed your job. Well, no, I met him before that. I see. I, and I was like, "Fuck this guy! I'm going to fail." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let <laughs> yeah I'll show him. I'll yeah, send yeah. three girls barreling down him. Yeah. Yeah. With him, you weren't starstruck. You were like, "Let me smell your finger, Demi Moore." Oh, no. Um, Speaking of smell your finger. Yeah. Whoa. 21st Amendment. (laughs) (laughs) Smell your finger. Double IPA. This segment is brought to you uh, by Manscaped. Uh, The Uh, best in men's below the belt grooming. Uh, Mac, Andrew, do you guys do you groom or are you au naturel down there? I groom. Oh, Mac grooms? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's getting married. I've been married. but um, So you don't have to groom anymore, <laughs> is your point? Well, I go quarterly. You know, it's like I'm already a hairy person, so I might as well clean up a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quarterly sounds like an afro to me down there. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I feel like my face grows faster than anything else. Okay. So, yeah. Do you ever had, like, a manscaping injury, though? I've had plenty, yeah. Right. Yeah. It sucks. It, yeah. It, I've almost felt like I had to go to the hospital sometimes because it's hard to stop the bleeding. Your balls are bleeders. Dude, that's just what it is. <laughs> they, they're the, so thin. Yeah. There's veins right there. You can see them. You see yeah. the veins. It's true. Uh, well, Manscaped can help you because they're uh, they're changing the grooming game with their. Uh, they now have a whole package called the Perfect Package. There we go. 2.0. Finally, inside the Perfect Package 2.0, you get the Lawnmower 2.0. Which I've now used. You have. I took it oh. home and I used it. There we go. Um, and? I don't want to tell. You were staring him right gonna, in the eyes as you were saying You this. know, I was going to tell the... I had to go to the... I was having a problem uh, uh-huh. with my balls. Yeah, I fine. had to go to the ER. Oh, what? I the know. ER this is why I was... Not, not, not because damn. of the manscaping, but... <laughs> no, no. Because I had to go to the ER, I was like... Well, I, I should shave it now so, how, so they don't have to. How big of a so problem? So I busted out the lawnmower 2.0. Okay, it worked like a charm. So it's not like an STD or anything like that. Sure. But there was a problem. All the guys, calm There down. was some pain going on that okay. shouldn't have been there. Yes. Um, yes. It was like a... And I'm like... So I call the advice nurse. Yeah. And the advice... I'm not making this shit up. The advice nurse is like, you need to talk. I'm going to connect you with a doctor. Mm-hmm. The doctor's name, 
Dr. Wang. <laughs> I swear to God. Hey, they have an expert I in every field. I swear to God. Right. She comes back on the line. She's like, Mr. Crossley, I have Dr. Wang on the line. And I'm like, this is a joke. I called the wrong number. That's right. You called the Ted Nugent hotline. <laughs> Wang goes. <laughs> and Dr. Wang is like, listen, you know, whatever's happening, it's not good. you yeah, got to no. go into the ER. And it's like a Saturday. Oh, you're getting billed double time. No, I just care? mean like it's going to be like busy. I mean like the line out the door, you know. Yeah. Anyhow, I had to go. My balls are fine. Everything's fine. What was the issue or do you want to talk about it? They don't really know. See, well, that's terrifying. Which is why I never go to the doctor because they never know anything. But they did all like the blood work, like the ta- so yeah. I don't have any like thing. Yeah, right. They also did this fucking woman does an ultrasound on my balls yeah. for like 45 minutes. Oh, how do you not? She's just sitting yeah. there massaging <laughs> my <laughs> balls. With the warm gel. With the warm yeah, gel. Do you have to pay extra for this? I was like, and this is ridiculous. And everyone there, wow. they're like, so matter of fact about it. I'm just, yeah. she's like, I need you to hold them in such a way, like kind of like the bat the wing. Bat wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, this will happen faster if you bat wing that. She does. that's not her turn. Terminology, but I'm like, I'm like, you need me to bat wing. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, it's, I'm thinking it's going to take a couple minutes. I thought that an ultrasound nope. was kind of bad for you. No. No, no. She kept. Uh, yeah, oh, no, God. they take a long fucking time. <laughs> like 25 minutes in. Yeah. Okay, right ball done. And then she's like, hadn't even started on the painful area. Because they click and measure and they do the thing and they got to oh, make yeah, sure. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's, wow. a, they're not, it's not fun, dude. I have to get yeah. them every once in a while. It's not like, on oh the God. On the balls? No, no, on my, for my neck. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's not fun. And then, like, the, 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 the doctor in the ER, a female doctor, mm-hmm. she can't look at my balls until there's a male nurse present as well. <laughs> oh, so man. half the time yeah. I'm I'm there I'm there for like six hours yeah. with the balls out and I'm most of it I'm waiting so that the doctor can just and she looks at my balls for like five and a half seconds. But they were totally cleanly shaven uh-huh. because of the lawnmower 2.0. There we go. And what I was worried about if I didn't have the lawnmower is that I would have like nicked and been. They would have been like, "Well, of course your balls hurt. You're bleeding out. <laughs> One's yeah. hanging out. Take off that bandaid, yeah. right?" Yeah. But with well, the lawnmower 2.0, there's no bleeding out. So I and I knew that if I went in without it, they're going to be like, "Well, sir, we have to shave your junk." Yeah, and I'm not about that. I don't want them. I don't want anybody. I don't want that. Right. So I did it myself with the the perfect package. You know what? I wonder if lawnmower the hospital 2.0. the hospital should have these. I think for the Manscaped is, should right? they should go for this this client. Yeah, yeah, they should get this uh, this deal. Well, yeah, because don't they just bick you? Well, that's exactly well, what I was worried about. I was like, I don't, I don't want them to bick, you know, your dick. But I got such a close shave yeah. with the lawnmower 2.0. That it was well. It's now been a couple of weeks or a week and a half or something. Okay. So I'm I'm a little hairy so, like Andrew over so here. So I need a vasectomy. So I might as well buy one of these packages to so, keep it clean before I go to the doctor. Go, do it, do it, do it. Because I used a thing. I even tried to. I was like, you tried to hurt yourself. I'm gonna put it to the. T- <laughs> it's like it's just me. Weird. I was like, I'm gonna put it to yeah, the test. You you're know, a cutter. Yeah, that's fine. I couldn't nick. I mm-hmm. could not nick. Uh, okay, but the perfect package isn't just a lawnmower 2.0. No. Um, you also get the crop preserver. I mean, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Um, you know, you, you, Which sounds you, counterintuitive. I mean, you're going to do your armpits. Why yeah. not do 
you know your ball pits right yeah um it also has um in the, if you get the perfect package it also has anti-chafing <laughs> performance boxer briefs Wow. Ooh, okay, wow. wow. Right. Damn, get, boy. It's a whole pack. It's the yeah. perfect package. It is. Um, and then it has the, this one I really like, um, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Sure. You know, like if you're on an airplane all day yeah. and maybe wherever you land, you're going to open your Tinder account. I don't know what you do. Sure. You know, uh, you might want to, re- you don't have time to shower, so you use the Reviver. Yep. A little spray on, spray off action. A little spray on. Hello. So you can get it all and you can get 20% off uh, plus free shipping with coupon code BREWING at manscaped.com. And I highly recommend it if, you, if you're going to have to go have a procedure, mm-hmm. uh, which I was worried about. Um, I think I was telling you actually like last month where sometimes guys just get a intense pain on their pain. ball sack. Yeah. But it then, wasn't going away. Right. It doesn't. Right. So and I'm avoiding the whole thing. So I call that you, you there's like an advice nurse. How long was the pain? I'm, I'm interested because I had the similar thing and I just Googled it and it went away like in two days. So <laughs> I, that's what I, I did a bunch yeah. of Googling. By the way, don't ever. You're, Google you're pregnant. You were pregnant. I was, yeah. I was pregnant. I had dried sperm in my fallopian tube. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Don't Google things. Right. Uh, all these things. Okay. And but it was day. It was day three. And yeah, it was getting worse yeah, yeah, and worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not like day one. I'm like I'm. I'm like yeah. Whatever. I'm old and my balls are saggy and right. they hurt sometimes. Day two, it's like getting worse, and I'm like, all right, I sat on them the wrong way when I was drunk, and I don't remember. Yeah, I just come back from Mexico, by the way, so okay. I feel like I may have ran him into a Mexican. I don't know. Damn. Uh, but by day three, <laughs> all right, as <laughs> someone is we're wanting to do in I'm Mexico. Tall. Yeah, right. Uh, by day three, uh, now I'm like, this something's not right. Yeah. And I call the nurse. And I'm hoping she's just like, settle down. You probably ran your balls into a Mexican. Uh, <laughs> and but they no. went away, though. But she puts me on the line with Dr. Wang. Right. And he's like, listen, man. Uh, Mr. Crossley. Whatever's happening, yeah. there's only a couple things. And none of them are good. No. So you need to go. So you're, we're going to kill you and put you out and of your And I was like, right I'm like moaning about it on the phone. I'm like, ah, are you sure? He's like, I'm pretty sure, man. And if so, at the one end, thing I'm known for is Wayne. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, at the end of the call, Don't I'm like, why. I'm still. I think I sound still hesitant. I'm like, all right. Well, thanks for the advice. And he's like, well, wait, wait, wait. We have to know. Like, are you going in or not? Yeah, it's not advice. I'm like, what, I'm is this a game show? He's like, we got it. Are you going in or not? And I'm like, uh, ah, fuck yes, fine. I'll go in. God bless. And then six hours later, she's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> and how how long after that did they did the pain go away? It took some days, and they put okay. me on antibiotics, okay. like just to be safe. I don't sure. know what. Yeah, well, you were just in Mexico, ramming I, I your think, balls. I do feel like that. Yeah. I feel like that was part of it. Like maybe I had an open sore, and then I took a shower and like Mexican water. I don't fucking know. Mexican. Get some worms or something, you sure man. You didn't just have a backup. Or I've drank Brazilian water and I'm still alive. So and I you're think, probably, I think yeah. you're good. Maybe my yeah. immune system is just—I don't know. But they're like, we don't know. Sometimes pains just happen, right? And then they go away. But in certain places, you're just like—you're very worried about it. You're worried about for it. sure. And that's what the, doc- the doctor was like. You know, you could lose a testicle. And I'm like. Pfft. So, and what yeah. am I going to use that thing for? Right. It just gets in the way anyhow. Right. Can you do a ball tuck after I lose it? 
<laughs> well, and then he get a cool nickname. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, but he's like, listen, I'm telling you, if there's anything going on down there, none of it's good. And so he talked me into going, Dr. Yeah. Wang. Well, good. Not that I got to see Dr. Wang. No. Well, <laughs> nobody really does. No, yeah. You never thing. get yeah. to see. I, I'm not making, I can't make this part up, no. though. I have to stop myself from laughing as um, as the nurse is introducing me to Dr. Wang. I don't think I could. Yeah. Honestly, I really don't. Anyhow, thank you to Manscaped. <laughs> That's right. God bless the lawnmower. For saving me the embarrassment of yeah. them having to bick my balls. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, this, had... this doctor, she's like young. This doctor. Oh, hell yeah. She's like 24. I don't even know what. Nah, right? Get her number. She, no, she want anything to do with me. <laughs> and what she I'm saying even look at your dick. is by the I know what I'm saying. By the time she finally came in with like a male nurse, yeah, man, Jesus she Christ. like she just grazed her eyeballs like across it. She oh. did not spend any time looking like at the problem. Well, no, she had to throw up. Super fast. <laughs> yeah, she probably didn't even need the male nurse. It's not like a cop where they're doing a body search. She's, no. a, she's a She's right. a doctor, whatever. Like she's like, I really don't want to. And I'm, I'm going to look at this guy's dick, and he's going to think I like him now, and then it's going to be weird. So yeah. come in, Jeff. Yeah. And by the way, I'm mortified. There's no privacy in the in the emergency room, right. so I get to the lobby right, and there's a lot, a li- like a small line to check in at mm-hmm. the desk, but the. Fucking asshole behind the desk decides to be efficient at this one point in time, mm. so comes out from the desk to talk to everybody in line like and ask them what's wrong with yeah. them. Like you're waiting in line for a fucking in and out. Yeah, like you're, like you're pre-ordering in and out. How fucking uncomfortable is this? So I'm yeah. standing in a line with like five, six people, and you know it's a line. So you're like right next to each other, and she's like, you know, in front of me. So this is where I know I'm like I'm ready to get out of line. She's yeah. like, what, sir? What's what's the problem? The guy in front of me, he's like, oh yeah, my leg. Uh, you know, sir, what's the problem? Please, he's my like, oh, leg. My, and she gets to me and she's like, what's the problem? And I'm like, oh, I'm like I'm having some some pain. <laughs> Do you think she leaves where's like that? The pain? Where's where's the pain, sir? And I'm like, well, it's kind of you know. Where, sir? Where is the? It's in my balls. I'm I'm standing in the lobby of the ER, and I, there's no privacy. So honestly, uh, I think that's a health privacy code violation. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I honestly would have told her I'm not. I don't feel comfortable telling honestly, you. Honestly, there's it, something called a HIPAA policy, and I think yeah. that your HIPAA was violated. Okay, well, yeah. it doesn't end there. Then I go up to the desk, and she hands me off to the nurse who has to like take my vitals. Yeah. But the vitals, are, it's like a chair in the middle of the waiting room where everyone's <laughs> staring at you. And that nurse is that guy's like. So what's the problem, sir? And again, I try. I'm, I'm just having a little pain. Where, sir? Well, you know, it's kind of a little private. Sir, where's the p- It's in my balls. I'm having pain in so my you balls. scream that, yeah. It still doesn't end. Then uh, wow. another <laughs> nurse comes and calls my name. You know, they open the door to the waiting room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Crosley with the balls. No. <laughs> okay, no, now, now I'm exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, right. Now I'm exaggerating. But he grabs me and he takes me behind the door. So now we're going through the hallways, but he now has to, as if it's not already on a chart. Like I answered. That's the worst part, dude. Yes, he, they have it. So, sir, what seems to be the problem today? Well, I'm, I'm having a little pain. A little <laughs> where? And like they're always, you know. Yeah. Specific. This goes on and on and on. Then they put me in a room. Do you think they closed? Now everybody, every nurse and doctor knows that I'm there for a ball problem. Mm-hmm. Do you think they ever close the door when they come in for an examination or to talk to me or to ask? No, <laughs> they never close the door. And it's and they're loud. 
They want to make sure that they're clear. Hi, Mr. Crossy. I hear you're having a problem with your scrotum. <laughs> and I can hear every other room in the ER because they all talking sure. like this. But I'm the only one with the scrotum problem. Yeah, everyone else has a normal problem like, oh, my kneecap hurts or the meniscus in my elbow seems inflamed. I'm having but you got, pains. Yeah, you got dick. Basically, you have dick problems. I have dick problems. And every eligible nurse First. in that area knows that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You are on, I bet you guarantee Including you're on a, the hot doctor. You're on a forum or some sort of Facebook oh, group. 100%. Yeah. Check out this fucking retard guy Probably came in a- with a fucking broken dick. Probably a picture of yeah. my broken dick. Oh, for sure a picture. And not even a picture, uh, a, a, a relief in wood or something yeah. like that. Like a very artistically done um, <laughs> yeah. picture of like, yeah. you know like in Ren and Stimpy when they would do close-ups and it was like, you could see the like the flies buzzing around and the errant hairs. It yeah. was like, it would be like that. Uh, well, no. Like a very artistically done ball Except area. I had except manscaped well, with sure. the lawnmower. Yeah, so, Otherwise that yes. would be true. Right, so the veins, the weird veins. Veins that are yeah. orange. That way, for some it was reason. like a tasteful picture. So like. for fucking, yeah, right. did you? Is your family tuned out now, uh, Mac? <laughs> do you think? Or they um, might be by now, but you know, they also might not be. They yeah. could, they could learn a thing. So for six hours. I have to keep going through this every time. The nurse who wheels me down to the ultrasound. What seems to be the problem? No. Read the fucking chart. Yeah, also, it's you got a don't picture. No, you're an orderly. Fuck off. Yeah, who are you? <laughs> yeah. And then I get to the ultrasound. And and this now this woman, yeah. she pissed me off, actually. The rest yeah. of them were just annoying. Yeah. But this woman goes, what seems to be the problem? Michael, I'm having some pain. Where's the pain? Like everybody else. It's on my scrotum. And then this bitch, I know. <laughs> where? Why did you ask where? Hell yeah! She says, "I know where," and I'm like, "Well, then why didn't you ask me?" Hey, buddy, I understand this is probably a sensitive area. Yes. Could you point specifically? No, no. Can she you makes me, a me chart? She makes me go through. So I like lift up my gown, bat wing, point, and then she's like. Oh, okay, okay, well, I'll get to that later. You just asked me about that. Honestly, I would I would call up the director of that fucking uh, ER hospital and seriously fucking talk to him because that is, that's too much. It was all too much. Yeah, that's way too much. Because in the ultrasound, at least the limited experience I have, they just do it. They know the region that they have to go. That's and what then I they, was expecting. And then they do every aspect of that region, but they don't know what they're looking for because they're not qualified no. to make the decision on what their thing is. No, this was like uh, Mr. Crosley in room seven with a testicle problem. Your mom is on the line. Yeah. She's a line seven, Mr. Crosley. If you can get your balls off the table to answer the phone, your mom's on the line. Thank you. Have a nice night. And our phone system is broken, so unfortunately your phone call will be broadcast to the entire hospital. Yeah. And then, you know how they, they give you the button to like call the nurse? Yeah. Like every time I hit it, it's like, Crosley with the testicles, room seven needs help. Yeah. Crosley with the testicles, room seven. The ball guy. The ball guy. I was the ball guy. 
Hey, well, you know what? At least, uh, honestly, I'm it, glad it, I'm fine. It, well, no, I'll well, be sure. There's that probably, but it gave you <laughs> right. gave you a, a, a large audience to talk about yourself, and I think that's that's really what we should focus on. Right. <laughs> Agreed. The attention was on you, right? And it should have been great. I also though feel and like your dick. all it and my dick. That's the. I also though feel like this is the start of the rest of my life. Sure. Like I did, I felt like okay, I'm now at that age where like I have a butthole problem and a and a ball problem <laughs> and like a penis problem like yeah. this I'm now that age, like up until now it's like oh I I hit my head or you know see at, at now first, it's embarrassing problems forever sure at first you thought it was going to be fun to shove your balls into your butthole but now <laughs> 5 years thing. later uh, right the repercussions are coming back all right well when you get to my age and now you have nothing but embarrassing health problems and hair go to manscape.com and use coupon code BREWING That's right. and uh, save yourself some embarrassment. Maybe. Some. <laughs> yeah. Some. I've learned a lot about you tonight. I'm glad uh, that I could help. I was not going to tell that story on air, but sometimes I just get on this microphone and I was like, you know what's funny? It's uh, my balls. You're welcome. <laughs> honestly, though, seriously, like I would honestly call, I would, I would call the fucking hospital and bitch about it. That I, is not okay. It was so ridiculous. Ridiculous that I okay. couldn't do anything but laugh. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Like at some point, it just kept. It just became comical, like time after time. Yeah. So I didn't even think. I just was like, I don't know. I guess Bev's right. Like there's there's some violations. Like they don't need. You don't to know. go through the line yeah. like a fast food restaurant and go, sir, what's the problem? Yeah. Especially if someone is vague. Don't you then know, like, okay, maybe they're vague for the reason. Yeah, like, 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 I'm really that kind of asshole. I'm like, I'm having okay. some pain. Yeah. Where? I don't want to tell you. Right. Like, it's not, you know, I'm yeah. being vague for a reason. Yeah. You know. I probably would have said, <laughs> can I just talk to my doctor, please? Yeah. Yeah. Where's Dr. Wang? Just please. But my doctor was the most uncomfortable person there. No, you should have said, I want to talk to Dr. Wang about <laughs> yes. my wing. Yeah, I want, listen, I've already spoken to Dr. Wang. I would now like to see Dr. Wang. Yeah. I, want to, I want to talk to Dr. Wang about my Smith. Like, I don't know. <laughs> how could I not? Okay, if Dr. Wang weren't a part of the story, I probably wouldn't have told it. But how could I resist explaining True. that the doctor they put me on the phone with is Dr. Dr. Wang. Honestly, that's not even the funniest part. No. It, to me, it's the orderly wheeling you in. And I feel like half of those people don't the need to know. fucking orderly. They don't need to know. But, but I feel like they can just ask because they're going to go. I'm telling you. You're on, also, you're on a Facebook group. I guarantee it. The wheeling me in orderly was the one that had to look at my balls with the doctor. He was the he was the the the, the, Damn, the buddy, dude. the tag team, the, the, the phone a friend. Not, a, not, tag team. Not, all the, <laughs> not all the time does that pay off. Off, but for him, it paid the fuck off, dude. He's like, first I got to hear about him, and then I got to see him. God damn it. Yeah. He I, was- wish, I wish we could have gotten you one of those, hello... My name is Ben. Like, hello. My balls ask hurt. Me about my balls. That's basically <laughs> what the like. They had to be at some point just fucking with me, right? Oh, like yes. they had to be like, hey, 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 just go in there and ask what's wrong. Some British comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, like, they're all around the table. They're bored, and they're like, no, no, just go ask Room Seven what's wrong. Maybe somebody figured out who you were, and they were like, just. Just go ask. Yeah, we're, we're going to get skid out of this. I promise you. I was 100% worried that, like, somebody is a customer of the Hopkins because we have, like, a lot of regulars. Oh, yeah. And so I was worried that it'd be, like, a regular who, like, sees me walking back and forth all the time. And then I'm like, wow, great. And now they've seen 
My I ball. got recognized walking through Kaiser from a listener, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. and it was just for like a normal like checkup okay, or whatever. Lucky for you, yeah. But it was like uh, they called my name, and so I went in the thing, and then when I came out, it was like the guy was like JP. I'm like, <laughs> you're like the last place you ever fuck. Like, dude. Also, I just don't. don't if you right recognize here. me in a awkward in a, in just, a doctor's office, just don't. don't. Like. The the most up until that point the most awkward place I've ever been recognized was in the men's room at a Sharks game, <laughs> right by my voice. But this like through and, the, and it was like super nice. But Remember like, in Coming to America where like the guy's like, oh my god, I love you. <laughs> He's like coming out of the bathroom. You are my favorite. This is the best day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was weird, man. But yeah, the waiting room at a doctor's office definitely was awkward. Just don't say But hi. nice guy. Because then at that point, you're like, well, I'm leaving because I don't want to be at the doctor's office anymore. You're waiting around. I don't know what's wrong with you. Right. Can I catch it? I don't know. Well, everybody knew what was wrong with me. <laughs> what else do we talk about? I already shook her hand. Yeah. 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 Nice oh, there's guy. not a person at Kaiser doesn't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> oh, it was just it was heartbreaking, really. Yeah, was, as long as it wasn't ball breaking, man. All right. Uh, how about we wrap up our Twitter game? Twitter game. Let's go. So we can go eat. Yeah, I'm starving. I'm sure everybody's hungry after yeah. that. Yeah, after the bat wing. Um, <laughs> and I had to hold the bat wing for 45 minutes. That's exhausting in its own. It was. I was like shaking yeah. at the end. I'm so out of shape that like uh, I can't hold like, my you can't skin. Hold skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I got the end. She's like, I need you to hold still because of the. Oh, I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> I've been holding my skin for 45 minutes. Do you have any, do you have any right. finer clips? I can just like, yeah, oh, just put it your leg. I'm like, at this point, just clip them. <laughs> you got, got some clothes pins. <laughs> that is weird. Oh, 45 minutes is a very long time. Yeah. Oh, All right. Uh, you ready for the Twitter game? <sighs> yeah. All right. What was it? It was, uh, what is the totally legitimate business that we're going to start to celebrate your Italian heritage to launder our money from totally legitimate businesses? Got it. Okay. I'm going to have to memorize it. All right. Well, are you going to be all right? Maybe. How many are there? Um, six. Ooh. Okay. We can narrow. Look, I'll first, type. First, first, type. Pa- Go first ahead. pass, we'll narrow it down. How about that? All right. Uh, Bart writes in and says, RV repair. Oh, that's not bad. Wait, what? Is Bar- oh, Bart, not Bay Area Rapid Transit. The guy, the listener's no, no, the, name the, is the, Bart. The man is Bart J. Mink. Got it. And his Twitter handle is BJ, and I think that's funny. <laughs> Dr. Wang. <laughs> Dr. Wang. Uh, okay. So RV repair, and that actually made me laugh, so I, was, I thought that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Lou says, I thought that's what the hop grenade was for. <laughs> Time to switch your business. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. called out. It's Great. Now bad. the hot grenade's also going to get audited. Yeah. Uh, Adam uh, Weaver says, duh, a strip club. You'll never make any money because of Justin, but it'll be fun. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tristan says, uh, through a podcast about Disneyland, <laughs> <laughs> why not try to capitalize on Disney's already huge popularity and fan base? No one has tried that yet, right? <laughs> Pretty smart. <laughs> Nicely done. And I wrote him back. As, you know what? Five years ago, no. There were, there, Disneyland had no podcast. Now there's like five. Mm. Uh, Brian King says an orphanage in Chechnya because in Chechnya, orphan is currency. <laughs> 
is, is currency. That's rude. Yeah, it's rude, oh, but it's also very funny. Marvin is that's in Chechnya. We don't have parents. <laughs> it's, you give birth, you are ATM. <laughs> Women are looked at as ATM. <laughs> One sperm handed out around to make money. Uh, and then last but not least, Adam says, Original Chechnyan B12 supplements. Warning may lead to a desire to pick up smoking and heroin use. Consult your doc if you ever return to the show. It's a good point. I never put those two together. But when I started the B12 pills, mm-hmm. I, that I feel is when my downward spiral began. You know, I started yeah. smoking. I started I, stealing. First of all, I st- that's interesting. <laughs> we should explore that later. But I feel like your downward spiral is sort of like Dante's Inferno, yeah. where there's just layers. Right. There's the just rings. different levels. Right. So your downward spiral, spiral probably began around... 35 years ago, maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're just kind of now at, like, level six. I see. Yeah. What level does it go to? Nine. Shit. Yeah. So you're almost there. <laughs> so you're almost keep off going, this, keep going. this crazy better, thing. You and Bebo better figure out how to cash out soon, man. Well, we're just going to take over. We're just going to be doing the show. I wouldn't do that if I were you. That's, no. It's not, I'd that's a out, hard path I, yeah, <laughs> I'd figure out another way if you actually want to make money. Well, well, I would do it until the sponsors left, and then it would just be over, and then I would and then I'll be over. But if it took 35 years to get here, it right, could we're, take on, we're on six or seven, maybe? Mm, it may sure. take another 15 to get to nine? Mm. Well, but it's faster. Been, yeah, it does oh, ramp up. Yeah. yeah. You know how, you know how when you pull a rubber band, it gets tighter? Or a testicle <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 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 It's as that, you get you right. We just yeah. came from The harder circle. you pull it, the more you start to shake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're shaking. Right. Uh, yeah. Leave it at that. camera on Bevo? Because that was the great uh, I hope that everybody at home is picturing me bat wing shaking, too, in the hospital room. It's honestly uh, all I can see. I do blame the Chechnya and B12 now that Adam brings it up. Okay. And that, to me, is our, is tonight's winner. Right. Chechnya and B12. There you go. Yeah. And the start of my downward spiral. Although... Original Chechnya and B12. Original. <laughs> although I did also... A close runner-up is Tristan and the Ears Up podcast. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Uh, uh, that is true. That was my very close second. I liked it. I thought it was good. I got to yell at him on Twitter. It was fun. Very good. Very good. Thank you. All right, are we done here? Well, we're done. My ball is starting to hurt again, so I'm going <laughs> to get out of here. Um, hey, thanks so much to Flatland Brewing Company and you guys for coming in here and hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you, man. I hope we didn't Excited ruin your interview at the end there for your family and friends. But No, um, no, no, no. no. Oh, I think great. they're used to it. Okay, good. <laughs> I talk about my balls all the time. <laughs> okay, Hell good. Yeah. good. Uh, listen, I want updates from you uh, yeah. because I am, um, I'm rooting for you. Your beer is fantastic, and also I like your... Your realism and telling us like it is so uh let us know how things go i hope that everyone gets to quit their jobs soon not yeah. not, not working for you other yeah, jobs because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, well so we can talk a little bit about that but, but yeah let's let's do another podcast because yeah. honestly it is not easy to do what we're doing yeah and my wife and i are like man are we in the right industry and no. are we doing this properly? And Michelle, of, is that her name? Michelle, yeah. I think you should bring her in next time, too. Yeah, I would love to. She was working tonight, unfortunately, paying the bills. But um, Yeah, yeah. Well, but then we, we could talk about that side of it, too. Uh, yeah. But only if you bring in more sour beer. 
Yeah, we have a lot of sour beer. We make a lot of sour beer. If you bring uh, that in, we'll talk about whatever you want. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. I'll be back next week. Right, JP? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, we'll end his medical records. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wants, actually, you know what? I, I got uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I went, I went in for a uh, physical, and uh, the guy was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I see some irregular heartbeats, and I recommend going on like a heart monitor for a week. I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. I could probably do that. But again, opening a business, stress of all that, high caffeine intake with little sleep. Kids, wife, whole thing. Um, I haven't followed up, and I don't have a heart monitor. I've never got blood tests, so I'm probably dying. You're fine. So I think if we, no, you're if, probably dying. So if we get a podcast going in the next two weeks, I think yeah. we're good. Two After that, bro. Yeah, I think Matt yeah. will have to fill in. So yeah. honestly, RIP. First of all, hopefully yeah. Michelle uh, took out the life insurance policy. Already. We actually, yeah, we recently did. Good, okay, good call there. And then I don't know. It's fine. You'll be fine. That's how I feel. Until it's not fine, you're fine. You'll, yeah. yeah, you'll yeah. be fine. But also, I got the Apple Watch, so that'll take care of you for sure. You got a little robot on your wrist. But also, oh, yeah. you know what? Take, I don't want that. Honestly, take half a day. Get your fucking blood work, dude. It's really yeah, I know. It's simple. There's a Kaiser right next to. Don't be an brewery. asshole. Just take. I know. Like two work. seconds down the road. Yeah, but honestly, this thing is life saving. Does well, the blood work? That, does the blood that's work? Why I want one. Yeah. Tell it all though. Not all of it, but I it'll, feel it, like it with gives the heart, a good window. Okay. With the heart monitor, though, I think I feel like I'd feel better about myself. That's I did. I, I did already have that's like why. arrhythmic patterns, yes. so I might as well kind of like okay. This is my normal. Okay. Dude, right? and they're super, they're super small now. I, I, I did one like two months ago. Yeah, yeah. I need, yeah, yeah. I need mm-hmm. to do it. No, I'm just an asshole. You yeah. really should. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. They don't seem to know anything over there. I think you're fine. Well, you need, you need to get Dr. Hart. Yeah. 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 Dr. Hart. You need to find the right, the right you get, it, You're better yeah. off if you get Dr. Hart, I'm yeah. sure of it. Yeah, if looking. you get Dr. Wang on the phone, just be like, I'm sorry. I yeah. need Dr. Hart. I need, I need yeah, the doctor yeah, yeah. a little higher up. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right, I, you know, I'm less worried about a heart attack than I am, like, stroking out. Like, at least with a heart attack, you're just kind of gone, right? You're like, ah, yeah, well, gone. But, here's but the stroke, the stroking out is what I think is going to get me. And then it sucks. Yeah. Then you, you think your life sucks now? Yeah. Like, your face is all saggy, and then you can't think straight anymore. I mean, that would suck, but also the worst part about it for me is... Uh, they say that your brain sort of has consciousness for like 10 minutes after your heart stops. Yeah. Really? 10 yeah. minutes? Yeah. Well, no, oh, but weird. they also say, weird. but they also say that Uh-oh. that's like a euphoric moment. Like that whole seeing the light is, is like be, a bunch though. of endorphins going off. Maybe that's better than ayahuasca. <laughs> dying, dying, dying is my better than, thing versus it's better than drugs. So yeah. the thing is like no one has ever lived through death to tell their death story. Well, yeah, they have. People well, have operating yeah, tables I mean, all the time. people who have been... Right, and they all tell the same death. thing with, like, oh, euphoria some of them, not and the light. No, no, some of them, the... there's nothing. Okay. There's nothing. Are they but, checking brain waves while they're doing this, though? Some are of they, us like, are under, dead inside. Yeah, MRI, sort of, like, you should brain? look it up. Like, it's like the new emergence sort of, like, <laughs> JP. thing. JP, this is, is what he did. You should look at Ultimate Through Yourself and Live Through That. Yeah, it's called Flatliners. The original was better than the remake. And that's where I get my information from. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Let's get out of here. I'm hungry. Bacon. All right. All right. Goodbye. Thank you to Flatland Brewing Company. Go to and check them out. Um, we might see you next week. We might not. Um, okay. See. I don't right. mean that. I, no, no, no. I appreciate that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dr. Wen. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. 
Andrew and Mac from Flatland Brewing Company came into the studio all the way from the very posh-sounding Elk Grove, California, to share some beers and stories with us. Learn more about them at flatlandbrewing.com. Not flatline. No, or flat tail. If you like Disneyland and want to know more about it, check out a very good podcast called earsuppodcast.com and support JP in his quest to soak up his free time making zero money. If you love Twitter and homebrew, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDole at Tasty McD, and you can unfollow Warren at Another Beardy. Fuck tra- that guy. Keep track of JP over on Instagram at Major Jip, Teresa Episudi Brews, and Crooked Lane Brewing, and you can find Bevo there as well at Beverly M. Moore. Be sure to find the Brewery Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. JP's an asshole, just in my sky and wind.